welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. I am your host, Joseph Lessel, and I'm alongside with one no-so living legend, Mike Boobel. Hi, everybody. And no-so's human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Thank you for that, because we are the thugs. T is for terrible, H is for hell. U is for ugly, and G is for gel because a thug can't spell. Thank you, Tracy Smothers. Yes. So, I, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead I was going to say, uh, we're going to go against the norm for this show and uh, bring up a passing of one Tracy Smothers. The wild-eyed southern boy. Um, one of my favorites growing up, because you know, I'm a tag team guy. And uh, 1990, him and the uh, and Steve Armstrong of the Armstrong family came into WCW as their team, the Wild Eyed Southern Boys, who had gotten their start in Florida in 1987. Worked Continental, had some great matches with some great teams. If you want to watch great tag team wrestling, old school tag team wrestling at its finest, at its absolute peak of what it can be, go to the Great American Bash 1990 and watch the Southern Boys against the Minette Express. It is everything. A proper tag team match should be from um, heat and how to work it and what to do. Um, from there, he went on to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Jim Cornette's Fed in the 90s, uh, which I am a huge fan of. And I watched his entire run there where he was pretty much the main guy for two years. Uh, really great. Could cut a promo, worked his ass off. Um, after that folded, he went to USWA as part of the Smoky Mountain Invasion and then Cornette got him and a couple other guys' jobs as enhancement fa- talent. Um, in 1996, the WWF desperately needed guys who could come in and serve that role of being a big enough name where they can beat other enhancement guys but then lose to the people who mattered uh, to, to make people matter. And, uh, of course, you know, T.L. Hopper, the dirty white boy, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the goon, Wild Bill Irwin, and... Alex the Pug Parto, and of course uh, Tracy Smothers comes in as Freddie Joe Floyd, the country bumpkin, um, which is kind of a rib to the Briscoe brothers, Jerry and Jack, because their names are Freddie Joe and Floyd in real life. That's fantastic. Um, and would do uh, would do jobs on TV in the late '90s on like Shotgun and Saturday Night for the companies, um, but then had like a career resurgence when all the companies. Of course, I I can't forget ECW, the mm-hmm. famous you know. Full-blooded Italians era with uh, Tracy Smothers as the is from Nashville, Italy. Guido and of course Tommy Rich as the Don. It's so good. His dancing there was fantastic. But he went to the Indies and really worked his ass off and mentored so many of the guys that are ironically about ready to call it quits now. Your your punks, Cabanas, Kid, or Heroes, Daniels, Joe. Homicide. I mean, just all that era of boys came up, and he would help them. He would be so instrumental in helping them. A uh, couple fun Tracy stories. One, he uh, he was fond at IWA Mid South for looking out the curtain during a match and proclaiming to the boys when he put his head back in. Good news, boys! If there's a riot breaks out, we got him outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> One story uh, about uh, a promoter stiffing the boys on pay, and Tracy not having none of it, and goes into the goes into the office with with the promoter, and you hear some yelling and some 
movement. And he comes back out, and the boys say, did you get the money? And he holds up 12 bucks. He goes, 12 large, fellas. Because <laughs> that's all the guy had on him. <laughs> um, he was just totally cool, always willing to help. I guess Edge was another one, Edge and Christian or two, that he really went out of his way to help. And, uh, he, and then in the last five years, you can say what you want, he was an old-timer. He knew how to get heat. Oh, he did on those so indie shows. So the we last watched. five or six years, he really leaned into the Southern Boy Stars and Bars, and would just magnum heat, mass murder. Everybody dies if you boo me. <laughs> like, so, uh, it, it was really fun. It, a wrestler's wrestler, that yes, you would say. Absolutely a wrestler, and it's really sad about him passing. And one, because it wasn't even sixty; it's like fifty-eight. Yeah, yeah. But number two what you just said. There are so few wrestlers, wrestlers left. The guys who were made for this biz, who you can't imagine doing any other type of employment ever, except for being in the wrestling. (laughs) Uh, That would be fun. Mass murder, everybody dies! (laughs) Uh, You know, one of the, one things I love was the, you know, the, from Shivani, hey, anybody say anything about lasagna? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it, it was so weird when I first started watching ECW in the late 90s and I saw Tracy Smothers and Tommy Rich in ECW as Italians. Uh, and I was like, well, this is hilarious. And then when I heard him announced from Nashville, Italy, I fucking lost it. Oh, oh, <laughs> like, what? Uh, he was just one of my favorites, especially probably because I watched that Smoky Mountain mm-hmm. and he was one of the, the top five stars there. And... um Sucks to see he passed away from cancer. He, he was one of those good guys. And um, rest in peace, brother. Um, another link to that era. Gone. Yeah. And Hogan's still alive. And Jake. Brother. <sighs> Jake. <Dude. laughs> speaking, speaking of one Hogan, shall we begin this week's show? We yeah. Should. All right. Did, did somebody say something about getting nitroed up? Let's get some about pasta. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's start with WCW, like always. And we're going to go to August 9th, 1999. We're in Boise, Idaho, in the <laughs> Idaho Center. No, no. I, I mean, I, I knew those jokes were coming. I thought it was a great idea because you're losing the battle to WWF. Yeah. Sure, you're going to do some weeks in those big cities still because yeah. you don't want to look. Right. But. And they should, and they did it for a little while here, and then they do it again the next year later on when it's too late. But they were doing a, a smart move here by going to Sioux Falls. Oh, yeah, and, like the, Boise, the towns. The go. towns that don't get wrestling, period. Yeah. That, and if you can go there, and they're going to be hot as fuck, even if your show isn't great, which mm. I thought this was a pretty good nitro, yeah. actually. So, But I thought this was genius. And I was like, why don't you continue to focus on these towns that have been ignored for so long by wrestling and just. Boom. Like the only issue I had is what we talked about last week was flip the two. Like go to Boise last week and go to Sioux Falls this week, and well, then no, that makes already the, in South Dakota. <laughs> that makes all the sense in the world, but nah, CW everyone. <laughs> so this is the uh, Nitro Go Home Show to Road Wild, which they've pumped the hell out of this time. Yeah, when was the last time they pumped a pay per view this much for WCW? Yeah, um, yes, exactly. <laughs> Starcade 98? 
I feel like that didn't even get this much pub. I mean, this is getting a lot more pub shit out of this because thing. they are actually Halloween Havoc '98, maybe, maybe, maybe. Golden Page Hogan Warrior. They're showing a, like the photos of who's wrestling. Normally, when we do, they the never do that. Mark out no sell stuff. <clears throat> we find out the the lineup because of Corey, but this week, this pay per view alone, they're showing like, every match. Well, I mean, they somebody took the time to edit these together. Um, because they had to find the usable footage that could show on national television, mm-hmm. so you might as well get some payoff for that. <laughs> right? They you can't show a lot of what happens in Sturgis on camera. <laughs> so, that's why this time it's just a bunch of Winnebagos rolling in the back. That's you know, why it's a bunch of Winnebagos. <laughs> Hopefully the windows are shut. <laughs> so let's start the show off with a recap <laughs> from last week's Nitro with Macho Man still firing Mona. Uh, Dennis Rodman coming out and attempting his clothesline. Man, they really chopped the head. I mean, I knew they'd have to edit it, but they really Ooh, edited yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Yes, they did. They uh, they edited the you know him touching her and telling her to get down. Uh, Rick and Sid attacking Goldberg. They edited it. Uh, Goldberg standing there waiting for his shot. To, <laughs> hey, all right, go. Um, I did see this time uh, around um, his head. His head hit in Ooh. the cement. Yeah. Uh, Rick uh, then Rick Steiner then attacking Scott Hudson. Uh, the highlights of the main event: we got Hogan stopping Rick Steiner from using a chair, then Hogan using that on that. Those stiff chair Holy shots, Hogan. Hell, brother, let's calm down, Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, get a oh, family to You might hurt somebody with those chair shots. <laughs> you might crack an egg with one of those. Uh, Nash then coming through the crowd <laughs> and power bombing Hogan through the announce table. Speaking of announce table, our commentary team this tonight is. Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain. He's Heenan. back, baby. Things are back to normal. Thank fucking Christ. He's been, he's, as Tony said, he's been off for so, the past three weeks. I'm not going to say it's not a coincidence that the show is better with Tony Schiavone on commentary, but the show is decidedly better than the last couple weeks. Which I feel bad about because Hudson tried. Hudson's good, man. And, and, but, but he didn't, didn't want to work didn't with him, it at seems all. like. <laughs> Do you think with Hudson, should. It's that old trope of you know, wrestling fans type thing. Well, maybe he wasn't. The brights were light for him on Nitro. Maybe it's something to, to thunder. I don't think I the lights he, were too bright for him. I don't think, think he was did either. fine. I think he did fine. But you know what I mean? Like saying, you know, a lot at the time when you're watching Nitro for three years now and then they switch it up one week without notific- notifying anybody. Like, what? I just think Bobby didn't want to work with a new person and they went back to Shavani. Yeah. Uh, commentary hypes up the main event for Sturges, uh, Hogan and Nash. Um, Sting has given back the power to WCW. I forgot that it doesn't even happen on camera. No. He's like, yeah, he called somebody and just gave it to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, uh, with Sting giving up power, J.J. Dillon has named Dusty Rhodes as the head of the championship committee. Why would they do that the whole time, baby? Right. Why didn't, why didn't Sting just do that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, what, what do you guys think of good old Dusty now being put back on TV? I don't remember it happening. Yeah. First of all. Okay. And I wish it were for longer. Yeah. If you will. Uh, yeah. I've mixed about it. I don't well, necessarily hate Dusty being on television. <sighs> but it's it's another old guy. Like... It flies in the face of the entire storyline of them needing to push young guys. Why don't just give it to some younger dude? The, the like who? I don't know, but just not <laughs> Dusty. Like, 
Like in terms it of, it just like, seems like non- another. It's like hiring Tony Larusa, the coach of the White Sox. Like, all right, yeah, that was a bit of a head scratcher. <laughs> We're doing that again, I guess. Dusty's back in charge. Uh, I, 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 get, right. I get what you're saying, but it's just wh- like a character standpoint. I'm fine with it, but yeah. just like uh, it's frustrating. It's kind of going against what the whole storyline is. Tanay, Shivani. Like, I'm trying to think of like, there's no like non-contracted dudes. Shivani, but like, that's how you keep Hudson at the announce table. I mean, maybe. If you wanted to go that route, or Bobby, yeah, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying they had a better option. Yeah. I just like the good news is that it means nothing in the no. long run. Because yeah. yeah. uh, we get a Road Wild promo. Well, I guess I got my wish in a couple of months, but yeah. uh, we Four get weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash at Road Wild. Let's get our first match of the night, guys. Norman Smiley, Prince Ikea, and Lash Larue. That's a team. I have a question for you. Sorry, I, uh, yes. Just, Decided to now look at my notes because I'm oh, a dumbass. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I've never noticed this or never put it together, but WCW does this thing that doesn't make sense. So I was to pretend you guys are in the crowd. Yeah. Boise, Idaho. Again, I'm sorry. Because you're in Boise. The fireworks go off for the show. It's fucking awesome. And then we cut to a commentary on camera segment for 10 minutes instead of. Oh, yeah. Right to a promo or action or something. So the, the crowd the is just standing there like. They've been they've been doing Are that we, since like day one. That's a WCW trope. Like, that's no lie. You could hate Vince McMahon promos, but at least you get fireworks, and then something happens the crowd can get into. Not like let's watch Shivani talk to a camera for it, ten minutes. It, yeah. It's one of those things. I, I it's one of those things I've even brought up during <laughs> like, when like Jeff this? was here. <laughs> the fact that it's just like we're watching this, and then it's like, uh, what's going on? Like we're waiting ten minutes for commentary to finally bring up <laughs> so or weird. just like it's. One of those things like they go to commentary and then you like you see Pinzer in the ring like all right here we go and then it's like well let's cut back to last week it's like huh <laughs> but it is WCW Weird, but it is you know what it is I think I just uh, figured it out yeah um, because unlike WWF and they always said this for years mm. and I never put this together but WCW was a television product yeah. owned by a TV conglomerate mm-hmm. whereas WWF was a business ran by Vince that was all he did. Like uh, they like, and they keep they kept putting bad. people in charge uh, at the highest level. There weren't wrestling people. There were TV. People. They were putting a TV show together, so they were worrying about the fan experience at home. The live crowd kind of suffers. Because actually, now that you say that, it, it's very reminiscent of if you watch like an NFL game where they'll go on, they'll get to the, the stadium, and the guys on camera talk for ten minutes before the game even gets there. It's very similar to that kind of product. Yeah, like it's may- always like the head of Turner Sports running the Do you company. Th- which would also explain why they, it took them forever to get a huge like Titantron yeah. in the arena because they weren't worried about the live crowd. They were you know, worried about That's a good point. people at home. Do you think that Man. maybe they should have done that, that NFL way of like maybe start 10 minutes early but don't tell the crowd and have commentary do their shtick and then at 5 o'clock, 8 o'clock, Pyro goes off and then bada bing, bada boom, we're to that live action instead of... I don't know. I don't think they cared enough. I think it's they wanted to be different in some ways in every aspect of WWF. But one thing, honestly, if you're going to try and compete, something you should take from WWF is some of the production. Mm -hmm. That's something they do very well. Always had great production, and you should borrow some of that of those ideas because it clearly works. Yeah. So. So our first, our first match. Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley. (laughs) Bobby is stoked about that Norman's back. So is the crowd. Lash Larue. Oh well, you know. 
you put those three up against Team Deadpool of Vampiro, ICP, and what Raven's with there. Raven, yeah. And Raven, I I don't know if I need to tell you guys this. Raven is gone. That motherfucker is is on a lot of shit. Is <laughs> I'm he? not your goddamn. You can just look in his yeah. eyes and know that he ain't there. So I gotta. I have a long I note, listen to us. I'll just get to my last one real quick. It said, uh, "Is this a good use of Raven? Because it feels like it's not. <laughs> nope, nope, it's not. <laughs> Super big waste of Raven here. <laughs> he stands on the outside while the ICP rustles. So let, let's 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 break it down for a minute with Raven. The fact that last time we saw him, he was getting a major babyface run. Mm-hmm. And like he was doing the Ferris Bueller stuff. <laughs> what a mark! And then <laughs> it was working. He was, it was over. working. He was over. <laughs> and then he gets hurt, and I get it. But you could have done a big return somehow. But you throw throw him with icy the insane clown posse and Vampiro. And I get it. You're trying to bump Vampiro with the Raven star rub. But still, Ravens. You know, you put bring Raven back, and he says, "Hey, man." You know, it, it really is. Going out while you're in the outhouse and coming back in the outhouse <laughs> or the, up the townhouse to the outhouse. Like yeah. You're just, it's like, really? I, I was at least an over baby face when I left. What is this? Now I'm just like. Now I'm the manager to ICP? <laughs> so I think that might be why, that might be one of the reasons why he's not there. Although this crowd is all for ICP wrestling. Oh, I got Jesus. Not only that, but uh, I got to be honest with you. This is one of the rare instances where WCW has used a act far better than WF ever did. So well. They're not here to uh, just wave their <laughs> arms up and down. No. Um, one of my spots for this match goes to Prince uh, huh. Nap- Napping Wacky as he uh, jumps over the or tries to jump over the top rope for some reason and then falls because Vampiro throws LaRue into the top ropes. Commentary's like, so did he tag in and then went, ah, who cares? <laughs> ah, fuck it. That was Bobby. Ah, who cares? But like he like jumps in for no reason. He tries to do like the hot tag, but with no tag. He's like, I'm just going to come it in. It was weird. Yeah. It was very weird. Talking about Bobby, let's take a moment to appreciate how giddy, and I don't mean in a weird word, but like as a kid on that Halloween who gets king-sized candy yep. bars for trick-or-treat. Yep. That's the level of giddy Bobby was when Norman does do the scoop slam that he yeah. said he loved earlier. It's also a great fucking yeah. move. Yeah, he does it, and Bobby is just so giddy. Oh, it's oh, so yeah. fantastic. It's a great fucking move. I wish someone would do great it now. Great move. Uh, so LaRue... Uh, That's just a Zaro-level move is what that is. It is. That's who should do it, because oh, it, yeah. it takes strength. It's amazing. Even with a, even with a normal size Norman guy, that's not is easy. creepy strong for that yes. tiny-ass yeah. frame. Yeah. Um, LaRue just leaves the ring, and I can't just join, wrestles, and the ref's like, okay. Um, it was crowd's, so fucked up. Crowd's behind Deadpool, but the crowd goes even more crazier for the big wiggle. Yep. Which, you know, we get the... Uh, they don't show it. Well, yeah, but... and the TNT special, the zoom-in of... Yeah, he gets the Elvis Presley 1956 treatment. Yep. From the waist up! From the, from waist, the waist up! up yep. <laughs> uh, we get chaos towards the end of the match. Uh I believe it was Jam Master Jay hits a top rope moonsault on Lash LaRue for the win. Violent Jay, you mean? Violent Jay? Uh, Slime Master Jay. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know my ICP. So, like, I had a mental note. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, especially concerning the tag between IAK and LaRue. And then other <laughs> spots in the match were equally. I mean, if Smiley wasn't in the ring, that team was terrible. 
I don't know what it says about your young up and comers when ICP who aren't trained technically mm-hmm. are so far better than your young rookies who are on TV with them. It's scary. I was going to bring that up actually. So uh, it's funny to me that they are so much better than David Flair by a mile, <laughs> right? right? So I was actually going to have you guys do this with me. I wrote it down, a little exercise here. Uh, compare them to other outside talent they've used. Okay. Uh, they're better than Mongo, I would say. Yes, they are better than Mongo. Who's. Well, yeah, I know. I they, see are, they are. Uh, they are, are they better than Kevin Green? No. No. Okay. Uh, they're better but they're than Malone. They're not far off. Better Malone, than Rodman. Better than Malone and Rodman, definitely. Yes. Well, we, you know what we'll be able to tell Saturday? <laughs> I mean. And <laughs> uh, no, I was trying to just drawing like on the rest of the LT. LT. Are they better than LT? Yeah. Bam Bam like, did a great carry. They show. are not classically trained, but they have wrestled a bunch. They have you can tell they thing. love the business. They, they really it's do not love a, the business. It's not a cash grab. It's a... To a point. I mean, well, it is, <laughs> but, I mean, but it's not like a Rodman cash grab. I don't right. give a fuck. I just want the money. This is a, These are guys who... They built a wrestling ring for their backyard. Mm-hmm. They named their first album after Dean Malenko's dad, the great Malenko. Like, so they're obviously fans. They have a fucking federation. Still. Yeah. Still. To this day, it's been over 20 years. It lasted longer than WCW. I mean, there are a ton of indie guys who go to that thing every year because it's a big deal. Yeah. You know what's also it's a big crazy. You know what's also a big deal at WCW right now? The TV Guide as... Um, I remember those. Kimberly. I got all four. Macho Man, Sting, and Kevin Nash will be on... <clears throat> The TV Guide. Why was Sting shirtless? <laughs> TV Guide, baby. Yeah. What the fuck? That's, Who made that goddamn that sex appeal? He wears a singlet. We need sex appeal here. Yeah. So put Macho in a hat? Sting dropped that top. <laughs> so weird. I, think I the, would have been like Kimberly dropped that yeah, top. But say, yeah, hey, the I, wrong one. I think the wrong person had to drop the top for their shot. Uh, we Then, speaking of Kimberly, we go to the Nitro Girls. We don't want Angry Crow. We want Sexy Crow. Yeah. Brandon Lee, bitch. <laughs> All right, Sting, this is what I want you to do. Drop the top. We'll put a candle behind you. You like put a ro- hold a rose and just act like you're thinking. Yeah. That's sensitive. <laughs> Welcome to Sexy Sting. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's the spinoff to what happens after Page of the Package. They should have done. They should have done. You know, like Piper's Pit. Yep. And the brother phone sex with Sting. He just sits there. <laughs> he doesn't say anything, though. He, just he points the bat. You hear the bat? You just hear the bat like... <laughs> actually great on Zoom now. He can just stare at you on the screen while you masturbate. Uh, <laughs> if he enjoys it, his eyes widen. What so, do you want? <laughs> Alex Wright calls. He just gets up and leaves. Yeah. All right, I'm done here. Thank you. <laughs> Zoom call ends. <laughs> Sting has left this meeting. <laughs> Sting has left the building. Okay. Sexy Sting. All right. He, he, we he, found he, our new link. Yep. There it is. <laughs> For the current 2020 situation, Sexy Sting on Zoom. On OnlyFans. Imagine those cameos. <laughs> just pointing the bat. It's a 10-second video and just pointing at you. Shirtless pointing yeah. the bat. Yeah, it's like $300. Just <laughs> 300 bucks. What does he do? Point the bat. At the very end. A peck pop. Yeah. And then he just turns it off. Yeah. Or, 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 or you get the drunken times of like, did I tan enough for this cameo? <laughs> Does Hogan think I'm ready for this cameo yet? <laughs> or he cuts the cameo with his back facing you. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these triceps, dude. And I got two words for you. Suck it. And that's the end of the... <laughs> that's been phone sex with Sting. Yeah. <laughs> did you get off? I think I did. I don't know. I don't know. 
Let's go backstage with Dusty and the Revolution. As um, it's amazing how just adding Shane Douglas can completely take me out of this group. Right? I was just like, cool, cool. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're cool. It's one of those things. You suck. So I'll be, I'll be. Uh, I haven't really seen a whole lot of Shane Douglas. Because of the, if we do the war stories, you've he seen saw Dean Douglas. You've seen your yeah. paint dry. Yeah, it's not uh, true. When when the war story started, he left, and then I haven't seen him since. So I'm like, I was kind of excited to like see all the hoopla because mm. you know he's more famous for him dropping the NWA title. I'm like, this is the ECW title, bitches. And ECW Paul Heyman knew how to hide your weaknesses. And exaggerate your pluses. Yeah. So I well, honestly, Shane Douglas the plus. <laughs> he could cut a good promo. All right. Um, unfortunately, the type of promo that he really cut that could get heat, he can't cut in WCW. Yeah. So he's stamped. So I. So <laughs> yeah. yes, I've been watching Paint Dry for a couple weeks now. So let's see how that continues. Uh, the Revolution wants to know who's who. Uh, who's in charge and what's going to be happening with this person in charge? And Dusty's like, well, I'm in charge. And all the young, uh, the youth need to prove themselves to him. Well, I liked this promo, and I'm glad they chose Dusty for this because the way he cut it explained in great detail the way they're trying to go now, which is, look, you guys right here, you're going to get your shot, but I'm going to give you your shot, and it's up to you. We'll go from there. If you fail, that's on you. If you drop that ball. Because there are younger guys coming up, and they're going to get the shot too. So I guess my issue with it is, so his whole point is he wants them to prove it. Mm-hmm. Their whole point is we have been proving it, but you haven't given us the shot. Well, he's in charge now. They well, he hasn't seen him now. I think <laughs> what he's saying is he, they, they've proven they deserve the shot, so he's given them the shot. But it's up to them to prove they deserve to stay where they want to get. Like, I'll give you the shot, but if you blow it, you don't get over, you do anything stupid, that's on you. You drop the ball and someone else will go. Which I think is exactly the mindset you need to put on TV for this for this company right now because in the you know mid ninety nine the only thing anybody ever talked I know you guys don't remember you're, you're so young but anything anybody ever talked about besides how bad the TV was is because it's so many old guys mm-hmm. so to put it out there that look young guys are gonna get the shot but you got to make it at least that's the right message to the fan at home like okay they acknowledge it they're gonna try let's hope it goes. Yeah. Uh, Dusty brings up his bitter feuds with uh, Mr. One Ric Flair, and that brings out David Flair, Tory, as they're walking by, and uh, David calls Dusty an old man, and Benoit wants a title match. So Benoit murders him. So he murders him. Dogs outside. That should have been the first. That should have been the first hint. <laughs> okay. I know, like that's an overreaction. Sir. <laughs> yeah. uh, as Benoit puts him in the crossface, and. Uh, tells him to beg, and then Dusty's like, "All right, uh, David, you have to defend your title tonight <laughs> against." I wonder if he did that with Daniel, made him big. (laughs) Damn. It was uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go to our next match. It wasn't. Now it is. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Yeah. Hey. (laughs) Uh, Our next match. Public Enemy. God. No, 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 no. Versus the West Texas Rednecks, members of Kurt Henning and Barry Windham. I hate this song. This love is so much better. Good old boys. Good old boys. Good old boys. Yeah, it's not good. As they come out to their new hit. <laughs> and only Kurt bothered to learn the words. When which like, are I ain't doing this which shit. Which are Fuck just you. 
good old boys. We're good old boys. We're yep. good old boys. That's good, it. That's the good line. Old boys. It's the hey, one, hey, just one verse. Did you guys know that they're good old boys? <laughs> but the best verse. part is, so if you go back and listen to it, Jeff, um, remember the uh, good old uh, Jeff Jarrett network produced theme song? Well, that they stole that from the oh, good no, old boys. It wasn't the network. That was his actual theme song back then. What? The Jeff Jarrett one. Yeah. Dun, 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 really? Dun, dun. Yeah, that was the Jeff I thought that was... Uh, no, that wasn't a network. It seemed, to me, that seemed like it was a network because it was like sometimes commentary cut out. That's why. Nope, that was the original one. Wow. I can, I can confirm that. Wow. So the uh, Jeff Jarrett theme song is really good old boys without lyrics. It's better that way, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's <laughs> good old boys. Um, maybe, if they'd, maybe if they'd have bothered to write lyrics. They just wrote one line... And sang it for four minutes. That's how mo- most current uh, artists do it these days. That's how uh, what P P C O uh, what P what the name Cashfo CSO whatever that was that CFO. CFO CFO. That's how they did it. They just wrote four lines and then uh, warped Looped it for it, like yeah. seven minutes. What do you mean that Keith Lee song is a banger for the first minute and oh, a half? That's, that's, that's actually <laughs> every song they've done is a banger for the first minute twenty four seconds. Uh, Keith Lee's new song that's actually like Def Rebel. That's their new guy. Thank God. Yeah, he's better. Well, we'll say that now. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Public Enemy puts Wyndham on the table, and I thought the table was going to break once they put. Um, what are you trying to say? Sturdy. The Wyndham's large. Uh, Rocco Rock does the top rope. He's summer. smaller than either member of Public Enemy. <laughs> I was just worried because gloves. of the uh, the gloves, you know. The gloves are heavy. Yeah. Weighted. Weighted gloves. Coal miner gloves. Coal miner gloves. <laughs> uh, Rocker Rock does the top rope somersault over the t- uh, over the top rope to put Wyndham through the table. Darren- I I I like reacted badly because he wasn't on target and hit the thighs and knees. Mm-hmm. That could have ended badly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially for someone. Like uh, as that was happening, Duncan Jr. runs in and hits grunge with the cowbell, and Henning makes the cover. Uh, makes the the cover. Which we didn't one. see. Which we didn't see. We didn't, we didn't see. see but that's been the finish to every match they've won Correct. for like the last month and a half. <laughs> Correct. It, it, they we, get their ass kicked. He hits a cowbell. Henning pins someone. The only thing we saw was Henning making the cover, and then like Wyndham no sells the table, and he's already back in the ring celebrating. He's like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah. I'm like, oh. Job of these idiots. Speaking, uh, uh, speaking of the the uh, rednecks, uh, there's also a Chad Brock concert tonight that we don't get to watch. Thank God, I'm not. So I just want to bring that up. I didn't seek it out because that happens tonight. And I did not seek it. out. We'll find out. Uh, talk about that later on on the Thundercast. I'm not even sure when it happens. What segment? Yeah, I don't either. Um, we get a Road Wild promo, guys. We get to watch. Macho Man Randy Savage versus Dennis Rodman at Road Wild this Saturday. say get to. I feel like it's have to. We have to this Saturday. But speaking of that, let's move on to our next match as it's... I wish they'd gone Saturday pay-per-views all the time. I love them. I I, and I like now the fact that AEW doesn't AEW and NXT sometimes. I like it, man. Uh, let's go to our next match as it's Little Jenny versus Mona. Yeah, Little Jenny. Yeah, we looked it up. Uh, she's literally nobody. Yeah. Uh, first, Patty Stonegrinder. Now, what a great name, Little Jenny. Come on, I um, I do not remember women's wrestling in WCW in 1999. At well, they finally all. had one who could. So right is the thing. I do not remember this. Um, I don't know if it's Stone like Grinder on purpose <laughs> or 
little genie does a head scissors takeover. Uh, I thought it was a decent match between the two. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't great. It Mona was... Mona wins with the surfboard pin. They both looked better than Prince Ayakea and Lash LaRue. You're yes. not wrong. That's damn true. And then um, Brandy Alexander comes down and back. She's attacks, tries to attack Mona. Do we have a feud? I think we have a woman. What happened to Medusa? George. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Last time I checked, was it supposed to be Mona and uh, Medusa at Road Wild? Yeah, about that. Okay. <laughs> Mad USA. Nothing. It's not watching all these women, though. I will say it's not surprising to see that one of them did make it to the WWF Mm -hmm. and which one it was. Brandy Alexander, (laughs) Patty Stone Grinder, Patty Stone. I mean, she was a former WWF Women's Champion. She was. So, boom, what up? Uh, we're gonna promo. It's Who are you to disrespect Patty (laughs) Stone Grinder? It's the L. I apologize, Patty Stone Grinder. I apologize. Grind your stones. I know. Yikes. Yikes. Um, we get a promo with Nash and uh, Hogan. It's that history one again of that, their feud what, leading up to it. And then we cut backstage to a little tiny Nick Hogan running into a Hulk Ho- Hogan's locker room as he's doing some push-ups yelling, hey, you're late for your promo. He's already drunk, too. And Can I borrow the keys to the car and cripple my best friend? You can drop an N-bomb anytime. <laughs> uh, as, we, uh, as he goes, uh, why aren't you wearing what I... Pack for you. Hogan's like, what the hell are you talking about, brother? And he looks in the bag, and there's some old red and yellow gear. Edible panties. <laughs> they don't belong to him. <laughs> As Hogan's like, uh, drops that, and he it's runs. Like, uh, I'm late. And he's like, so he runs backstage, and he runs and runs, and then he stops and starts doing squats, and then all out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah! I knew, I knew you guys would make it funny, but I liked that part. Because, oh, yeah? Because... He's waiting for a spot. But well, like, no, I mean, it's, uh, they all do it. Yeah. Right behind the curtain, they'll do squats and push-ups real quick to get a, to get pump. a pump. Get the pump. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And then they go out. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the attention to detail that he's like, he knows he's about to get punched, but, oh, yeah, I'm ready, brother. Bonk. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, Zen, Zen was watching me, and she's like, surprise, motherfucker. What the hell was that? <laughs> As he's doing squats, a one punch from Kevin Nash shows up, and then Sid Nash and uh, Rick Steiner attack Hogan. How the fuck those three large motherfuckers hiding anywhere? I know it's dark back there, but come on. You didn't see those motherfuckers? No, you did not. Uh, they are dra- probably barking. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Sid was whispering. We know what's happening. They drag him to the uh, to the ring. They hit him with the belt on the way. Kind of. Kind of. Steiner holds it out. Like, Nash is supposed to throw him into it, but Nash doesn't. So the Hogan just propels himself, and Steiner sees yeah. it at the last second and tries to move forward a little bit yep. to make it look like he's hitting him. I think, hey, guys. <laughs> Steiner is trying to repay Hogan for that chair shot last that week. That stiff ass chair shot. With that stiff there's ass a receipt, chair. Brother. Yeah, there's a receipt, receipt dude. motherfucker. Dude. Um, Nash goes for the jackknife, but Sting Goldberg come out and make the save. Hogan poses and then grabs the mic, and he's like, This is my job. I love this. This is my life. I love wrestling. So, Nash, at Sturgis, I'm putting my career on the line. It made no sense. No one asked him to do that. This, this was completely <laughs> ass backwards. First of all, the champ messed up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> champ didn't think about what he was saying, dude. Uh, first of all, why why would the baby face? I'm gonna put my career on the line, motherfucker. And then later on, Sting has to be like, wait a minute, uh, hey Nash, you're a pansy if you don't put your career up either. I I I was dumb shocked by this. Sting was like, I just imagine Sting face like. What? <laughs> no, you did it wrong, Hogan. Like, did Hogan forget? And Sting had to be like, uh, someone's got to get Yes, I'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's 
like, what? Uh, Hogan then goes, hey, so this is how he puts his career on the line. Then he goes, I have an idea. <laughs> I got an idea here. I got an idea. I got two friends here. My best friends. I was like, hmm. Sting and Goldberg. So let's do a six man tonight. Nash agrees. And then Sting goes, hey, Nash, I got another stipulation. <laughs> so at Sturgis, you put your career on the line. I'm like, what is happening here? This was com- done so ass backwards. And then, and then, here's, here's, my, here's one of my favorite parts, too. So Nash, uh, fine, whatever, sure, I'll beat his ass, get him out for the last time. And then Goldberg gets the mic and is like, hey, Steiner, you got nothing to put up at Sturgis. TV title. I was about to say Goldberg, who talks to the TV champion and says, You got nothing to put up at Sturgis. So put up your I'm ass. I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. I'm like, This entire fucking segment was terrible from you, the beginning. You have the TV like, champ. Just put that title on the line. You know, I know it's degrading to Goldberg, but still. Our recap is so much more entertaining than the actual promo. That promo was boring as fuck. Hogan was lost. It was so long. Who had the concussion last week? <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. And the one thing you can say about Hogan is he can cut a promo. So I don't know how he got so lost, but he got fucking lost. I think he was lost. lost. I think he was thinking about it later then, tonight. But then the thing... Probably. Then you know, the thing... He was trying to figure out how to cut a babyface promo in the middle of being a heel. And then the thing <laughs> was, like, Nash agrees to it, and then it goes a little bit longer as yeah. they walk down the aisle, like, oh, God, here comes the six. Are we going to have it tonight? I like Nash ripping the shirt, like, <laughs> My favorite part, though, is Sid the entire time is, like, fangirling for Nash behind him. Like, yeah. you're going to kill him. You got him. No, he doesn't stand a chance against you. Oh, man. I'm like, this is, what are you doing, Sid? Sid? You're supposed to be like this psychotic monster who would kill Nash, and you're like, way to go, Kev. Big sexy, yeah. Get him. So he did all but slap him on the ass and wish him luck. <sighs> But what yeah, the fuck is happening? What is happening is we have a U.S. championship match next, as it's Chris Benoit versus David Flair with Tori and Asia. I didn't understand this at all either. Nope. Uh, Charles Robinson's the ref, but Nick Patrick comes down and says, hey, I'm the big dog here in the ref world, so uh, get your ass to the back. Blinking like red lights. I, I got to say, I loved, I loved Charles Robinson's reactions because it's the Ric Flair, like, what the hell? Oh, he was great. He's still great. Oh, yeah. He, everything he does is great. My issue with this match is it went way too fucking long. It did? For yeah. what was a squash. Yeah. It should have been Patrick sends Charles out, and then we get Benoit versus Orlando Jordan at SummerSlam 05. Yeah. That's what it should have been. should have been 45 seconds. Nope. Ben David's a flare, scared little bitch. He hits him with one German, puts him in the fucking... Uh, Cripple cross face, done. Yeah, nope. it's a wrap. That's what it should have been. Crowd gets hyped for the Benoit because like he, Benoit has him in the corner, and it's like, oh, he's gonna chop him. And he doesn't. And it's like, what oh, the this hell? This is uh, this crowd. I didn't bring it up earlier. This crowd is an ECW crowd. Yeah. Holy. Which Boise? I don't Boise, know. Boise, right? everybody. My God. We have we have that. Um, Fuller tries to leave, but the Revolution comes and picks him up and drags him back to the ring. Uh, Benoit wins the title with a flying headbutt. Um. As that's happening, the triad runs down. And but tri- even the pin was kind of fucked up. It yeah. was. Because it looked like Benoit was going to pull him up at two, but he, Patrick just counted three and it's over. And well, I was like, no, we're done with this match. Because, so the thing is, the, <laughs> triad, the triad comes down, and it, it, was just ben, it was just Canyon and Bam Bam, and the Revolution holds them off. Benoit gets the win, and then DDP attacks. Uh, DDP attacks and all that stuff. If you watch the replay... It looks like Benton DDP might have, but he probably wasn't going to, was supposed to stop the pin because he was late. But because you can watch the replay, it's DDP jumping into the ring to stop the pin. I don't know if that was supposed to happen, but it 
looked like that. It was weird. I mean, it would make sense that he would miss a spot. <laughs> yeah. what it does. Yeah. Um, then uh, one Chris Benoit gets the mic and goes, all right, DDP, you want a match for this title I just won? Where you got it, Sturgis, and let's make it a no DQ match. I mean, it'll be better than David Flair against Benoit, so. You would hope. Uh, then we get a recap from just minutes ago of Chris Benoit winning the U.S. title. See, they do take some things from WWF the production. Wrong things. Of <laughs> <laughs> production. Yep. Uh, then we get the Nitro Girls. And let's go. I think this is the time of the hour. Let's be honest. With the new look, the new nope. arena, the new setup, the time for the Nitro Girls has passed. It's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. And it's done. It's just. And like, they're not even inspired dances. They're just like, this is like some. Junior varsity. They're dance doing the same shit. dance as they like, did two yeah. years ago. They're they just had one good one. There's the one in uh, Vegas with the the lights the, with the splits. Yeah. Uh, it's not that time of the hour. That's the next promo. Uh, so it's me and Gene in the ring with Macho Man Randy Savage saying that once he gets rid of Dennis Rodman, Gorgeous George will be back. Let's talk about Macho's hit list. Uh, Kevin Ash is number one. As he's holding hands with his number two on the list, Sid Vicious. <laughs> and uh, Hollywood Hogan and Dennis Rodman, he then he dusts <laughs> off, dusts his, off crotch. his crotch. I was like, damn. Damn. This, this version of Macho Man can't work anymore. But I have figured out, he would fit in the Attitude Era. He would. Yeah. This version That's of Macho smoke Man. smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Like, he'd do a great walk and brawl shit with Austin. Yeah. Uh, Gene, like hardcore uh, title feud, yeah, like boss man and snow yeah. and stuff. Oh. Uh, Macho says that uh, he oh. he wants Rodman to die if he puts his hands on George again. Uh, I'm gonna kill him. Gene wants to know what Macho's surprise is because if you guys remember oh, yeah, on, he had a list. on Thunder, uh, he had four surprises. He for didn't. Us. He didn't come through on any one of them. He gave us none. As That'd Macho says, uh, Rodman's uh, reputation is compared to Macho's crap. And that was his surprise that he yeah. teased us on Thunder last it's week. Not with. wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, we get a Road Wild promo, uh, or just photos of Rick Steiner versus Goldberg. That TV champ not he putting nothing in, to put up. Nothing to put up. Let's go to our next match as Dave Taylor and Chris Adams versus Ray Mysterio Jr. and Eddie Guerrero. They hit Stephen Regal's music, and I'm like, ah, oh, here comes Stephen Regal. What did we get fucking played? We got Chris Adams. What, where's Regal? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I was not happy. I mean, good chance we know where Regal is. <laughs> He's clean by now. This is his clean part. He, he finally got clean. You, you guys want you guys want to know something shocking about clean this? Clean or clean like Jake Roberts clean? No, he was clean. Okay. In 99, he, he, that's when he actually got clean and was on the redemption tour to get back. Mm. You guys don't know what's shocking about this match? Or, uh, long. Besides that. Uh, Ray and Eddie Guerrero work fantastic with each other. Oh, they're, they're shocker. Yeah, that's, that's a, such a shock. shocking, yeah. Why do you say that, Joe? It's because they're Mexican? No, because they're great together. Okay. Uh, because they're fantastic. Yeah, back and forth match. Uh, Ray hits a top rope fringe siren. Eddie hits a long frog splash as he has to jump off the rope to hit it. Uh, ICP and Vampiro run down and attack Ray and Eddie. Uh, Kidman comes out and makes the save. You know what I couldn't help but think about during this tag match, though? If you replace Adams with Regal, this is a nice little tag match. Fantastic mm-hmm. tag match. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Like, why is Chris Adams still around? Like, he doesn't add what anything at this point. fuck, dude? It's weird. They have a lot of... It's, they've gotten rid of guys by this time, but they still have a lot of guys, and you'll see with my Saturday night <laughs> results like, later, that it's just like, 
Why? It would why? make more sense if he was a jobber on Heat. Because, yeah. you know, Austin. What Oof. the fuck is he here for? Except for Austin hates that motherfucker. I mean. But he's Jeez. dead. So. Yeah. Uh, so we go to commercial and we come back and here comes Kidman again as he's up for his next match. Zen's still watching this with me and she goes, why did he not just stay out there? And he needed music. Right? He needed his music. It's because they're a TV company. So. You don't worry about that. That, that little guy, I wouldn't. Uh, now, honestly, you know, actually, you know what? I actually think this might have been when the concert was. Because that wouldn't have made sense. That might have been. Even to them. No, that's not a Because it's idea. a weird long break to have. Yeah. Right that to that. It actually yeah. might have been there. Uh, our next match is Kidman versus Disco Inferno. Ugh. This part of the time is when uh, Tony Schiavone, an hour and a half in, sends his best wishes to Scott Hudson. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Got a round to uh, it. I couldn't help but think here that uh, much like the Nitro Girls, Disco just doesn't fit no, anymore. Doesn't. Uh, the we get, disco character, the buff character. Yeah, they don't, a lot of, they, they don't need fit. To clean up. They don't stuff. fit. Yeah. Like you ironically, could, you could they do. All, ironically, all of those fit in the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as huge stars, but they would be like, you know, heat yeah. wrestlers. But not in this that, company. But they don't fit here anymore. Mm. You could do something with their, <laughs> their with both those characters in 99 yeah. to try to tweak them to make them more current and modern in 99. I mean, like to be honest with you, Disco Inferno is the one character that I I just, to this day, it shocks the hell out of me he never got a run in WWF, because that is that seems so tailor-made for what Vince McMahon looks for. I, that I, I'm shocked he never got a run. It's a stupid gimmick that can sell dumb merch, and he has a good body. Com- and comedy. I don't understand. Like, And he's a nice enough wrestler. I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's not, when the bell rings, he's not going to shock you, but he doesn't suck. He's a perfectly, ser- perfectly serviceable wrestler. Exactly. Like, yeah. how, of all people, how did he not get a shot in WWF? Uh, we had a Nitro special here. Uh, Disco goes for the powerbomb, and you know what happens there. You don't do that. Done fucked up. <laughs> you done messed up, A.A. Ron. Uh, Kidman then goes for the shooting star press, but Vampiro comes out and knocks Kidman off the top turnbuckle, and then Vampiro hits a top, uh, uh, top rope. Nell in the coffin. But Pearl's a busy little guy tonight. Yes. And uh, also wearing a hockey jersey and no face paint. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Disco then attacks uh, ICP, but Vampiro knocks him out. Ray and Eddie come out and make the save. So in the ring, we have Ray, Eddie, Kidman, and Disco. As then they're. This is weird. Something doesn't add Eddie, up. There. Yeah, one of these things. Oh. <laughs> as they all look at Disco and they're like, this guy's not bad. And then, Dis- then Disco. Goes for the handshake. Disco goes for the handshake. But friends don't. Brothers don't handshake. Brothers got a hug. Ray does this weird leap thing. <laughs> and I think Disco thought he was attacking. And Disco's like, oh, Heisman, no, bitch. Yeah, nah, we good. And he Heisman's him, and then he walks out the ring. <laughs> That's the fucking weirdest segments. Brothers got a hug. Oh, God damn like, it. This Disco. is terrible. What's going on here? This is, this is absolute shit. Whose idea was it to try and give Disco the, the Ray Kidman Eddie rub? Because clearly somebody was like, hey, put them out with these guys, though he'll get popular. Who had a hard-on for Disco? Because there's no I'm other reason think, for him to be out here. I'm trying to think politically. Hey, I mean, he got along with uh, every, Nash. He got along with Nash, but I don't think Nash is going to go to bat for him. You know what I mean? Like, Fuck, man. He was friends with all these guys behind the scenes, and I know that he joins them like next year to replace a certain somebody who knows he's gone. But God, 
Because that, because by that point, it's Vince Russo who loves right. disco. Brother's got a hug. Um, commentary, or we go to commentary, and uh, Tony brings up Hogan's uh, record at Road Wild, how he has a pretty good record. Wins two titles. Yeah. Uh, we get a recap of uh, earlier in the night, Hogan saying he'll put his career on the line. With, no, with, with no, no, like, justification. No provocation for that at Just all. Just do it, brother. Just added it to the match. Uh, we get a, a uh, World Wild thing with Buff Bagwell versus the Cat. Looking speaking, forward to that. Speaking of Buff, let's go to our next match. the face in that match. Yeah. This and, shocked me. Oh, it's... This match. Yeah. This shocked the uh, hell Buff out of me. Bagwell versus Scott Norton. He yeah. was like, this is like... If he's on any more shows, it's very few. Mm-hmm. I, and it's like a one and done kind and of thing. Like, and like... It's rude. First you, of all. He's already... No music... Yep. He's gotten rid of anything into me on his gear. Yep. Just, you can oh, no, tell. No, he had in there also on the back. Like, he had like a little, like, uh, I didn't one of those it. back logos on the collar. I just saw the side, just said Norton. Fucking jobber entrance. Jobber entrance. No music. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, Norton hits a, a shoulder breaker, but we cut to the stage that, instead to watch the cat put on his slippers. That must have been a nice check they gave him to come in and work this horse shit. I'm going to guess that this is his last appearance. Because if there's any more, there's very few. What a way to go out. Right? I mean, in one way, I liked the symmetry of, okay, Vicious and Delicious are wrestling each other. Mm -hmm. But the the cat and Nono come down to the ring. The cat pulls the ref out uh, out of the ring. Ono hits Bagwell with the briefcase, but Buff still kicks out at two. Uh, Cat gets in the ring. Uh, Norton then clotheslines the cat, and Buff blockbusters Ono. As we end this with the cat walking up the step ramp, as Norton's like, "What are you gonna do about it? Are you Two more do months. <laughs> yep. Two more months of Scott Norton. Yep. What can are you I gonna al- do about it? Can I also say this? Um, I know the Japan gig was very lucrative. Yeah. So I don't blame him at all. But with the wrestling that we're seeing on USA Network right now, can you guys imagine late ninety nine two thousand WWF with Scott Norton as an energized? Badass. Oh, he in there. I, I'm just like you can just come out and be. He could be someone's muscle. He could be uh, Shane McMahon's muscle. Forget. I mean, yeah, he could or something. Also, like that, you know what I mean? You see the matches of him and Rock, him and Triple H, yeah. him and Foley, him and Big Show, him and I mean, just so many. Like mm-hmm. a, a rejuvenated, energized, badass Norton in that company at that time would have been fucking badass. Been great. No. You pee with the acolytes, right? Okay. Can you imagine if. Bradshaw against Norton. Fucking <laughs> God, dude. Have them team up for about. a while. Let them yeah. you know, just like destroy then, everybody. Uh, then we get our final Nitro Girls. Uh, we get a Road Wild thing. Do, uh, do they die soon? You get the final Nitro Girls? For the night. For the oh, okay. Night. Oh. I was like, Jesus. Uh, we get the tri- we're at Road Wild where we get the triad versus Harlem Heat. Da, 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 da. Canyon and the, the can it be? Uh, Canyon and the triad come out. They have to make fun of Harlem Heat's dumb mom, as they put it, and they make <sighs> jokes about that. So our next match is Harlem Heat uh, member Brooker T with Stevie Ray versus Canyon with the triads. However, the ref tells the triad to leave. Well, at least it's the right two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Canyon pulls the ref in front of, the, of him so uh, Brooker T can close line the ref. So we get a ref bump. Uh, Bam Bam and DDP try to come out and attack Stevie Ray. Canyon hits Booker T with the belt. Canyon hits the flatliner for the win. It was a uh, decent match. Nitro special here between the two. 
Let's go to our favorite time of the day with Mean Gene. It's the shank of the evening. Yep. As he has Dennis Rodman. As Rodman comes out to the NWO music. Well. Uh, He's getting booed. As uh, Norton couldn't come out to the NWO music, but Dennis Rodman can. Dennis Rodman can. Macho, uh, you know, Gene has to make sure to tell Macho that, uh, uh, tell Rodman that Macho has Gene under lockdown. Um, Rodman goes, you know, George wants to be with me. Uh, Rodman forgets Macho's name as he's like, call, as he calls him first off a macho asshole, which doesn't get bleeped on the network. He's really into this, you can tell. And uh, he says he'll make um, uh, George his bitch. This is in no way a cash grab. Yeah, he uh, yeah, it's just funny. He's like, I'll, I'll whoop that uh, macho ran Kev. You've known him for two years. He was in your corner the first time he wrestled. Yep. Uh, Macho comes down the ring and tries to attack Rodman, but Rodman runs out. Rodman chase Rodman chases uh, uh, gets chased up the ramp by Macho, but security breaks them apart. I have an interesting question for you two. Yes, who's the face in this? My assumption Rodman, would, be Rod- would be Macho. I, I think, think Rodman. Rodman is supposed to be. But yeah, he's not. not. But the way they're doing yeah. it, Savage so is the face. It's Rodman's supposed to be the face, but the what he's doing and being dumb, Macho's the face. Because it's like, it's weird, right? He's somehow trying to stick up for gorgeous George, but he wants to make her his bitch. Yeah. So right. <laughs> I don't know that he quite gets it. <laughs> Checks out. He's so big. Dude, he is so tall. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Let's, uh, should we go to the main event? Let's. Let's go to the main event. As first, uh, the hills come out. Nash. Play that beautiful Wolfpack music. Nash, Steiner, and Sid come out. Sting comes out first. He has a staring contest with the camera guy the entire time. Yeah, that was a quick staring contest. Yeah. You win. Goldberg comes out to his new Megadeth. Theme. It's fucking terrible. I like how they just quit dubbing it in after two yeah. weeks. Like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Can they though? That's fucking terrible. It's fucking yeah, right. trash. <laughs> Jesus. So we get that, and then the music's going and going, and then you're supposed to hear B B Team NWO music on the network. However, did they put the wrong music in? Because American Made. Red, white, blue, running through his veins. I popped. Oh, I popped. Uh, you and everybody else in Boise, I know. <laughs> As Hulk Hogan comes out in the red and yellow. Uh, so here's damn. what I, here's here's something I was I'm putting the comment in my notes. Like comment I, to me, it felt like commentary. Maybe it wasn't, but they were kind of overselling. And I get it, the return of Hogan after two years. But it's like, can you hear me? No, I can't. Three years. Three well, years. I'm sure they were instructed to oversell. Yeah, it was just them overselling. I, I'm not. I'm not bashing the fact that. Oh yes, they. Um, the crowd went batshit crazy for this moment. They did. So let me let me ask you guys this. We talked about it last week, off air, but let's talk about it now. WCW is in a ratings war with WWF. And WWF is throwing stuff left and right out. And WWF's trying to throw stuff at the wall and see if it'll stick. They're doing concerts every week, this, this, and this. What's your thoughts about WWF going, let's go to the red and yellow and let's see if that could do anything? I'm torn, honestly. 
I in one way since they're losing, I can see the the thought process of well, let's let's turn course on Hogan and see if this works. One thing we can admit to, we've all talked about it at different times since March with the turn. He's over as a face again. They want to cheer him. So it's not an unrealistic jump to say, well, they're so into you as a face. Let's go to red and yellow Hogan. However, it's 1999, and I just... It's the Disco Inferno point. Yeah. This doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in what they're doing. And also, I get Bischoff's been a face now. They're trying to to really sell home the point that the NWO stuff is done. Here's like, these guys are doing this now. Um, I'm going to, we usually don't jump forward, but to make my point here, I'm going to jump forward. Okay. Oh shit. But to a different company. Oh shit. TNA. I think, I think they should have gone the route that Hogan and WWF went in 2002 where he brings back the red and yellow, but he's Hollywood Hogan still. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Hollywood red and yellow. Yeah. That I think would have been the perfect play to take in the middle. Yeah. You meet in the middle of the two characters. Because I think that worked. It fit everything. That made it old and new and served both of what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's how I think they should have gone about it. Boob? Uh, pretty much everything Corey said, man. Uh, I don't hate the move. Um, it's, it's a little desperate, but they are desperate. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't blame him at this point for trying it. it Just, what's it going to do? Make it worse? Yeah. Like... Like, wait until next week when Sting comes back with the surfer gear and a white flat top. No. Shit. <laughs> so, like, I, I agree with you, Corey, that... Oz comes out. Wait, what? That I, I that the idea of... <laughs> they fired um, Scott Hall, but the Diamond Stud's on his way back. Oh, Jesus Christ. Shit. Um, w, w, WWF <laughs> is doing the edgy attitude stuff, right? And WCW is desperate, so they go, hey, let's... Go back to the late 80s, early 90s, Hogan, and see if that works. But I don't think it's... I agree with you that they should have done the mix of he's edgy, but he's still the Hulk. He, he's he's get, a heel ever, since day yeah, one. Just get those red and yellow tie-dye long pants and yeah. keep the black beard and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I will say this. Since they were instructed to be everything Derf wasn't by Turner, by AOL, you know, a G-rated show... Mm-hmm. It's not the worst idea in the world from that point to be the polar opposite of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Correct. Mm-hmm. Red and yellow Hogan makes sense. I don't think it's got legs, but it makes sense for the directive. I'll yep. say that much. It doesn't make sense in an era where you have WWF, but you have Jerry Springer and Howard Stern and South Park. It doesn't make sense. They were fighting a losing battle with, the, it, with the, that directive. The, part, the pop culture was so far the other direction at this point that you had no shot. Um, Hogan starts the match off by dominating the entire heel side. So I, I was gonna say like I was like, really? This is gonna be the whole? He's just gonna fucking Hulk Hogan's everybody? Yeah. But the fucking crowd was into it, man. My God, you cannot deny they were not fucking into this. And with how bad this summer's been for that company, they needed they needed a win. Honestly, this was kind of a win for them. As as uh, he dominates them, as Sting and Goldberg just stand on the apron. Uh, we get a ref bump. Sting throws uh, Nash into the ref, into the exposed turnbuckle. Uh, Rick Steiner gets a chair and hits Sting with it. Goldberg then spears Steiner. Sid then grabs the chair and hits Goldberg with it. Hogan then grabs the chair and hits Sid with it. 
Hogan hits Nash with it as Nash was going to go for a jackknife on Sting. Uh, Sting then puts Nash in the Scorpion Deathlock. Another ref comes down and checks on Nash and calls it. Says Nash knocked out. Nitro ends with the faces looking super strong going into their Saturday pay-per-view. Uh, I actually liked the way the match was booked. Uh, yeah. You had Hogan get the hot start, get the crowd into the match. Sting took all of the heat from the heels and then made the hot tag to Goldberg. And then they all kind of finished it off at the end. I thought it was booked perfectly. Yeah, no, this was done really well. This is a great go-home match for a pay-per-view. This reminded me of the execution of old Nitros mm-hmm. when they had their shit together. Oh. And let's mark out no cell. It's that time. WCW Road Wild Saturday. Really, is it weird, by the way? Yeah. Because these, these shows are usually bad. But I kind of look forward to them because it's such a different show. It, I look different. forward to this one because of the... Like, I don't give a shit that everybody money. Well, my fucking paycheck. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But uh, it's just a weird... At, like, I'm, I'm, I'm into weird atmosphere shows. So am I. This is why, like, real quick, they should just embrace the weird of this year and be silent. Just embrace it. It's fucking unique. But anyways. I enjoyed Road Wilds. I always did. Um, opening match, six-man tag team affair. Okay. The Deadpool, Vampiro, and the Insane Clown Posse take on Rey Mysterio Jr., Kidman, and Eddie Guerrero. I will mark out, uh, mostly because I want to see what kind of reaction ICP gets at a fucking Harley Davidson rally. That just sounds I'll, I'll mark out for amazing that reason too. Amazing to me. Here's one where I worry about the reaction. Oh, tag team title match: Canyon and Bam Bam Bigelow defend against Harlem Heat. I mean, I'm going to mark out, but I hope they make it out alive. So let's. Uh, uh, well, well. uh, I um, I'll mark out. All right. How about this third match? Uh-oh. Six man tag team match. Okay. Uh, Shane Douglas, mm. Perry Saturn, and uh, you, Dean Malenko. Please, against Norman Smiley, last ruin. Kurt Hennig, Barry Windham, and Bobby Duncombe Jr. Nope. Nah, I'm good. Sorry, bro. So the faces of the match of the West Texas Rednecks, yes. I'm assuming, yeah, yeah. Buff Bagwell meets the Cat. Nah. Nope. No disqualification match for the U.S. title. Chris Benoit defends against DDP. No. Nah. Sting versus Sid Vicious. Sure. Mm, kind of mark you, out. You mark out for Sid. Goldberg versus Rick Steiner. Yeah. No. Hoss fight. Randy Savage versus Dennis Rodman. No. Nah. Not even a little bit. And a retirement match for the WWE World Heavyweight title. Hulk Hogan defends against Kevin Nash. Yeah, sure, why not? You may have no sold about half the matches. Yeah. But compared to what we've got in the last three months, that's a pretty stacked pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. It's a stack, and they built the fucking pay-per-view well. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Right? Horseshit Great American Bash and Bash of the Beach. Like, I, I'm awesome. looking forward to it. I just know who knows where to be. Also, no, no white whip wreck, huh? No whip wreck. Yeah, it's that's it. odd. No whip wrecker. Hates it. That's odd. Now, we just had a pretty big, monumental Monday Nitro. Yeah. I wonder, can Raw top it? I doubt it. Let's find out, but first, I have the results of Sunday Night Heat. As I, I looked it up, and <clears throat> I called tried it by saying, oh, I looked once, I'm, I'm done for the day. I found it in one minute. Shut up. <laughs> and I'm kind of mad I missed this week, because there are six matches. You Jeff Mack this. I Jeff Mack this. Each went a minute 32. Uh, the, longest, kind, the longest match went three minutes and 38 seconds. How many matches went over a minute? Um, all of them did. Oh. Wait, wait. Wait, one ended in a no contest, so all of them did. Sure. So the first match, 
uh, was for the Intercontinental Championship that Val Venus defeated D'Lo Brown via DQ. So, uh... What? Wait. So D'Lo retains, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the notes say Venus retains. Um, <laughs> Idiot. Uh, that went 208. Tori defeated Les Lexi in a minute 30. Les Lexi? Yes. Who? I have no yep. clue who that is. Uh, the... <laughs> The Acolytes versus Kane and the Road Dog ended in a no contest for the Acolytes to retain their uh, tag team championship. Why the fuck are Kane and Road Dog getting a tag team title match? Yep. That went 310. Prince Albert withdraws versus the Godfather ended in a no contest. The Big Boss Man defeated Meat in 3 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, here is your guys' main event. The database has never heard of her. <laughs> the Undertaker with Paul Bear and Big Show defeated Mr. Ass Can with you, China. Okay, so there, there, that's what I'm talking about. Can you imagine in 2020 Roman Reigns working main event? Like no. It's like... But you... Who? I just like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? What is happening? But you very often have Undertaker, Rock, and all these guys working heat. I don't get it. Yeah. That's crazy, this. Yep. So let's go to Monday Night Raw for August 9th, 1999. We're in Chicago, Illinois. We're in the All-State All Arena. All-State Arena, baby. So, real quick, I just thought about this. MSG is one. Yes. Where would you rank All-State with national arenas? Like, it's not, like, bigger than, like, the Mid-South or the, uh, fuck, Two. what's it called? Uh, in Texas. Um, the Sportatorium. Sportatorium. I was like, what the fuck is it called? What's <laughs> the name? To me, it's my number two favorite to watch. Yeah. Madison Square Garden does hold for something sure. for me. But this is my number two. They, there is greatness every time they're here. Even when they don't try, there's greatness here. Fuck this arena, man. Their very first pay-per-view was in this arena. Mm-hmm. The Western Classic. Mm-hmm. Part of WrestleMania 2. Mm-hmm. Survivor Series 89. Which is a really fun show. And then all Mania? the way here. 13. 13, that's right. I just with the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, arguably up until twenty five. Who's that? I my God, man! Uh, they show <laughs> the show starts off with The Rock coming down for of a promo. Um, they cut back to Big Show and Undertaker, and Big Show is going to try and go out, but <laughs> like, Undertaker's like, like "Let's tell him, uh, let's wait and see, let's see, let, let him entertain, let us. him entertain us, big man." That's, that's funny. <laughs> um. I guess last night on Heat, since we didn't, wa- I didn't wasn't able to watch. Uh, Big Show attacked The Rock during uh, probably the main event. Probably uh, Big Show. Uh, Rock says Big Show doesn't impress The Rock when his music hits. Um, well, it's where the Big Show. The crowd lost uh, it. An uh, iconic Rock promo here. Rock fan says, uh, and then you do the one thing that always <laughs> impresses The Rock. <laughs> uh, when the Rock fan sees the Big Show, they says. They say, I'm going to go take a leak. This, this guy, guy sucks. sucks. <laughs> this is one of his more memorable oh, promos. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> it's like, if you go back to the uh, the, the Billy Gunn promo on Heating of Weeks ago, he is, like, in a, in a, in a prime yeah, rock spot yeah. right now. All these, like, greatest hits people think of. They're from this era. It's yeah. like that one month Austin kept driving shit to the ring. It's yeah. all from, like, four fucking consecutive weeks. <laughs> uh, you know, he goes, uh, another thing, uh, Rock goes, another thing you do is you walk down here, you step over the top rope, and that's supposed to impress me. <laughs> and the most impressive thing you do, you get in the ring and go, 
Uh, Undertaker and Big Show come out and attack The Rock. X-Pac comes out and attacks Undertaker until Big Show helps Taker. Road Dog tries to come out, but Big Show and uh, Taker take him. Kane comes out to hot fire with the crowd as he comes out and clotheslines both men over the top rope. I don't understand. It's, 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 it's unfortunate that at this point in 1999, they have X-Pac, Kane, and Hardcore Holly so fucking over but they can't really do anything more than what they're doing with them because there's an epilogue echelon above them that are just as over too. Yeah. I, this is, this is that time frame of like, everybody's on fire. That's why people enjoy the ad chair more because everybody at one point there's, it's must see. However, I will remind you much like my favorite promotion of all time to watch is Jim Crockett promotions in the eighties, mm-hmm. which became WCW. Yeah. And in 86, they had this problem. They had Flair, Tully, Arn, Nikita Koloff, Magnum TA, Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, the Rock and Roll Express, and the Midnight Express, all so fucking over. Sting? Wasn't there yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Luger wasn't even there yet. They were all so fucking over that the, the shows were ridiculous to watch and the, the crowds were phenomenal. However, when you have that many people over at once, the future is bleak yeah. <laughs> because... Mm-hmm. You can't, can't, it just, you can't sustain, can't sustain it. it. Yeah. And as two years later, they sold to Ted Turner and became WCW. Look what happened in 2001. Like, yeah, that's the biggest problem I have with the Attitudeers. Yeah, everyone's over. But it comes at a price. And I've never seen an era where anybody is over this much that doesn't have that problem. It always comes. It's craziness. Like... Because of how they had booked the summer, there was no way. But imagine Kane with the title right now. He is so over. He's if he had beaten Taker at some fucking pay per view while he while Austin was doing the McMahon thing, had him like a little one month title reign. I mean, we talked about it in June. Big Show should have been the one beating Taker at King of the Ring for the title. Yep. yep. They had him so fucking over it was and then crazy. Kane could have beat Big Show. Yeah. Like just. I mean, you're ping ponging that title yeah, anyway. Just well. get some people a rub instead of the same four over and over again. But I digress. Yes, they're all monster over. Yep. Uh, we go to commentary. Hey, guys, uh, Jesse Ventura is here. Uh, the matches we have tonight, Christian and Gang versus Gangrel. All right. Test and Shamrock versus Joey Abs and C. Blackman. Okay. In a non-title hardcore match, in a hardcore rules match, the big boss man versus Road Dog. I didn't understand that. I didn't get that. If it's a hardcore match, why is it non title? Yeah. I don't. Uh, the countdown right. of the millennium. We're at one hour and 16 minutes. Wait a minute. Let's test that's tonight. later on tonight. Uh, Stone guys, Cold will be my here. My math was infallible. Stone Cold will be here tonight. I think it's about you, sir. Uh, backstage, the limo shows up. Is this Ventura? <laughs> yes. No. No, it's the commissioner, Sean Michaels. It's old HB Shizzle. HB Shizzle. Sean, hey, sir. Sean fucking Michaels uh, to you. It's his middle name. I, I forgot about that. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, he's saying hi, Mom, the whole way. We had a StoneCold.com promo. <laughs> Many times. Many times tonight. Uh, we go to Michael Cole and backstage with the X-Pac and Kane. X-Pac says that they want the tag titles tonight. Uh, so, Acolytes, you, uh, you'll be fighting us for the night. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. I said goddamn like four times. <laughs> yeah. And then... Lawler's like, aren't you going to apologize, JR? Yeah, we apologize for that language. Boomer Center. Boomer Center. That's for us. That's We had multiple storylines where we tried to rape multiple women. And, yep. you know, but we're sorry that Xbox said goddamn twice. Yep. Let's go to our first match for Raw. Christian versus Gangrel. 
a quick back and forth match between the two until the Hardy Boys come out and attack Christian. Uh, Christian gets back. Uh, oh, they beat him up. Christian gets back in the ring. Gangrel spits blood in his face and then hits uh, Christian with the Impeller DDT for the win. Love that move too. Uh, move. After the match, the Hardy Boys attack Christian. Edge comes out and makes a save, but Gangrel attacks Edge. Uh, Edge and uh, uh, Gangrel and the Hardy Boys attack Edge. Doop, doop, doop. Speaking of them, doop, 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 Michael Hayes comes down and yells at them, but the Hardy Boys then beat him up. Matt hits a Trista Fate, and Jeff hits a Swanton. As Gangrel and Hardys walk out as security comes down, as they are uh, walking away social distance. And was that me or when they attacked Michael Hayes, did the crowd pop? Oh, they, they popped. Like, they they are they baby fists? <laughs> Just there, this is this is actually a heel turn. <laughs> you wouldn't as, know it. <laughs> as now the brood is Gangrel and the Hardys, the new brood. Yeah. And uh, boy, this happened real quick. It really uh, did. Probably too quick. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. Like, uh, I like there was more to do with Michael Hayes and the Hardys. There was a lot more to do with Michael Hayes and the Hardys. And the brood. Uh, why I don't mind Edge Christian splitting off. Uh, you can find other people for the fucking brood. Like it's yeah. just, that's whatever. Yeah, they got long ass blonde hair dudes everywhere. You can bring some of those motherfuckers in. Like, doop, doop, doop. Crazy Smothers, for instance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have that. From, uh, we go back from to Nashville, Transylvania. That's right. <laughs> we come backstage to uh, Michael Cole, and he's with the Acolytes, and they, he, they're down for a fight tonight. I got a deal. That's shocking. <laughs> the APA are down to fight. <laughs> <You> don't say. <laughs> uh, we have that. Uh, we go backstage, and Jesse Ventura is here, guys. Let's go to the ring as it's you sound so happy. As Jerry Lawler and what Jesse the Body Ventura. Um Jesse, excited as the rest of this crowd was, by the way. Jesse has to give a rundown of uh, who he is in case Everything nobody knows. he's done. Uh, for, former champion, the first referee at, a summer, at SummerSlam. At this point, I thought the Millennium Countdown was him talking about all his accomplishments. I, it sounded like it. Only wrestler to call himself a Navy SEAL. There might be people that... Pretend to be one, or but they're not. Uh, they what they really did is joined a band and became a hippie. Uh, cool. Jesse Brother. goes <laughs> in my notes. I have Jesse goes off about being a Navy SEAL, and I put in my notes. Should we care? No, I, I guess it, don't. it used to be a thing to to that people cared a lot about if you were a Navy SEAL. Yeah, maybe in some circles it still is. I don't know, but. Uh, uh, Jesse starts to promote SummerSlam. He says at SummerSlam there will be law and order. The best wrestler will win. Oh, he's he's referring the wrong match then. Yeah, I, I thought I was like, uh, <laughs> not in this match. <laughs> uh, Triple H and China then I, come down. I see my notes. So I was like, is Xbox look for the title? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Triple H uh, and Jesse go back and forth. Jesse's bragging about more what he's, do- what he's been doing on the outside of the ring than what he ever did inside the ring. As Triple H then says, you are in my ring. Ventura goes, well, you are in my country, and that's bigger. Than your ring. C- uh, congratulations. Triple H doesn't give a damn. Triple H says if he wants to kick Jesse's ass, he would. Uh, then all of a sudden, here comes Shawn Michaels. Uh Sean says that Jesse has a standard in practices, and we have to stand by that. He says that uh, Jesse will be the powerful. Uh, uh, he will be uh, the most powerful. the most powerful world wrestling. And he's like, wrestling, he forgot right? the name. He forgot the name of the company. I had to ask Jesse. World Wrestling Federation, right? Yeah, wrestling, right there, Jesse. Uh, he covered it well enough. But like, <laughs> God damn it! He Sean. played it off like because because of Jesse emphasizing on wrestler. Unlike Regal, Michaels isn't quite clean yet. <laughs> Like he emphasizes on wrestling because what of uh, 
he might have did more than Regal, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I, I'll give Sean that. That's a fair assessment. I'll give Sean that saving point because it sounded like he he was making fun of Jesse for saying the best wrestler will win. Um, it's a dirty word in the Attitude Era. Don't be using that word wrestling. Regal, Regal wasn't with Marty Jannetty for ten years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Triple uh, HBK brings up that it was him who brought Triple H to the show. Uh, Triple H shoves uh, HBK and Jesse has to get in between them. Uh, looks like HBK wants to fight, but Jesse stops him. Jesse, uh, Jesse whispers sweet nothings into HBK's ear. So then Sean makes a match for tonight, guys. The main event. We have a triple threat match for the number one contendership. Oh, no. Triple threat match. Sorry. It's going to be Triple H versus Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. That does not sit well with young uh, Hunter. Not a fan. Nope. Um, I'm torn on this segment. I like Jesse the Body Venture as a color guy. He's my all-time favorite color guy. He's very good. But I didn't like this at all, man. I hated it. I hated him. Yeah, uh, it was terrible. Like, could not say the fucking word governor. Jesus Christ. They skirted around that word for 10 right? minutes. My right? God. It like, was... It why was... have him if you can't pub the fact he's a sitting governor? Why even bring him in then? That's the point. You know, I'm not really sure what the point was because Vince didn't need him. No. And they ha- they have a lot of heat. Yeah, I-, I think it was just. I can't say it was to squash the heat. I think it was just to get the. I- it's one of the few that beat Vince answer. in court. So yeah. like, it's weird, but I can't answer why they have it. There is this don't serves them. nothing. It doesn't benefit their product. It doesn't help him. I mean, it hurts him. WCW badly. would need him. Uh, it hurts but... Jesse badly. Yeah, but like oh, politically, it, this it, is bad for him. It really hurt him. So I. Yeah, um, I did not like Jesse at all because he was too busy being Jesse Ventura and prop, popping up his own ego. Oh, yeah, he had put himself over. Yeah. At the expense of everybody else. Dude. Uh, Stephanie's like, hmm. And it looked like he didn't quite remember who Sean was, even though he called his career for like four years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we go backstage and Stone Cold's not showing up. We got a promo for SmackDown August 26th on Primetime TV. I uh, told Joe this off air. I fucking missed that logo. God right? damn it, I missed that logo. Primetime TV. That is TV. my childhood right there on television. Because it looks like they're not doing They uh, don't know what station they're going to. But oh, they do. No, no, they can't say it. They do. Yeah. They can't say it on USA. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. So. No, they know where they're going. Yeah. yeah. You got to find it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, go, er, we, we get a recap from earlier today with D'Lo uh, and Mark Henry jogging. Uh, hey, uh, D'Lo's fat. Or, uh, Mark Henry's Mark Henry this shit is so stupid. Henry needs to go take a crap, so he goes into the forest, and then a car shows up, and it's Debra and Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett and Debra have been stalking them running for four hours. <laughs> Jarrett, Jarrett's probably thinking, we have to wait for him to take Racist? a crap. Racist? We're going to watch these two black guys running in the in the park. Hey, what are you running to? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Jarrett attacks um, uh, D'Lo, throws a trash can on top of the him. The optics look terrible. Yeah. Two southern white people. Stalking At two least black one, guys one, running in a park. One was like, don't do it, but the other one's like, shut up, bitch. It's my time. <laughs> bitch. Yeah. Very southern. Yeah. This was terrible. It was. So bad, dude. Okay, this show's fallen off the rails in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So let's go to our next match as it's Jeff Jarrett with Debra versus Val Venus. That's this ain't gonna help. Not who he What? Whatever. Val begins his <laughs> stick, but Jared attacks him. Thank uh, God. Jeff's automatically a face. Yeah. <laughs> JR's like, uh, what was that? Um Something happened in a stairwell. Uh, Stone Cold was walking up a stairwell. I, in my mind, hey, something happened. Who, who got hurt? In my mind, I remember Stone Cold was walking up a stairwell earlier in the show when he got here. So who knows? Uh, I mean, they got to 
They had to come up with some reason he couldn't do anything physical until mm-hmm. SummerSlam. Yep. Uh, Deborah gets on the apron, tries to distract Val, but uh, Jarrett tries. Uh, Jarrett does a move, and uh, Val dodges, and um, Jarrett like oh, whoops stops before getting hit, and then Val hits a spinning power bomb for the win. Kind of. Kind of. Jesus, man. Uh, Deborah and Jarrett begin to argue with each other until Val comes back and makes the save. I have a question, Corey. Yeah. As a kid, I remember Val being better in the ring than this. Yeah, so do I. Same. What the fuck, Same. man? So do I. I that was in my head. I was like, this character's kind of dumb, but he's like good in the ring, so he deserved, like, maybe he didn't deserve better than this. He's not good. I, I don't get it. I'm with you. I'm hoping it's just this period. Because I've, uh, I more importantly, I remember his 2000 being very good. So I'm hoping he's just yeah. struggling this is, right now. This is one of those things I brought up in the, in the episode he, 200. About like wrestlers that you liked the first run, and now you're watching the end going, huh. And oh, Val Venus was the one That was about the character, like, but his in-ring, I've noticed, is just fucking bad. He's definitely one of the guys whose stock has gone considerably down on the second rewatch of this yeah. era. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the back, we go backstage and the cameras cut back and Stone Cold's been knocked out on the bottom of the stairwell. Uh, HBK shows up wondering what happened. There's a cinder block around him and you can hear uh, trip, uh, H- Shawn Michaels like, uh, what, did a cinder block just fall and hit him in the head, you <laughs> dumbass? Yeah. Uh, Triple H shows up. What happened? <laughs> what oh. happened? Oh, no. What, uh, what I, happened? This was awesome. It, Triple H is, is such a jackass is, is, he, is he okay? What happened? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> he like clearly could have been like wiping dust on his pants. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Here. Yeah, oh, this is weird. <laughs> so good. I love this. That I loved was it. good. I love like. But, uh, he's like not mad at all. But now that we we've seen it, is there a cause for concern yet? If you're Vince and the higher ups, when coming into SummerSlam, mm-hmm. the guy who you're banking on. Yep is so injury-ridden now that you have to do this to get him out of doing anything physical until SummerSlam. And then there's a huge question mark about where he lies physically after SummerSlam. Uh, there probably is, but at this point, they have booked him to be such a focal point of their company, not even just the show. They don't really have a choice. They have to keep him front and center. Because not only can he not do anything physical, but right after SummerSlam, you're starting an extra two hours of TV yeah, weekly. more television. And there's a big question mark about whether he can even be a part of it. Yeah. You have The Rock. Which is fine. But, but you it's need, not Austin. You need it's, both. Mm-hmm. So you're worried? I would be. I guess it depends what happens in SummerSlam. I would yeah. be. Um, Sean leaves the area and comes to the ring. Uh, he wants to... Uh, He's very pissed. He's very pissed. He so want- pissed he lost his shirt. Yep. <laughs> Better to smile. <laughs> he wants to come out, and he wants the person responsible for the attack to come out. He wants he, comes out. he wants the guy who will be facing the guy he got attacked at SummerSlam, and who he was supposed to face tonight. Triple uh, HBK. Co- That's, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally lost. He wants the guy that he's supposed to be facing tonight. Uh, Stone Triple Cold H. Triple H okay. Yes Okay As HB Because <laughs> so I was literally Going to get to the point Where saying Sean then calls out Triple H And uh It comes He he waits a little bit though Um He thinks that he got a, He got his way out Of the match tonight But uh Triple H I still don't know What happened Uh HBK says Well there's gonna be A match tonight It'll be a no DQ No time limit No count out And it's for the Number one contendership Pal 
for your uh, that title mat title that you want. So and HBK makes himself their special guest referee. WWF still doing that. I love their tropes. Yep. Uh, Triple H. Well, we don't have a third guy. Austin was in it, and now he's gone. Um, HBK rants about the third person, uh, and uh, HBK says the third person. Talk about a WWF trope. It takes him seven hours yep. to announce the third person. Jesus. He and what bugs me is that you can hear Vince McMahon talking the entire time because it's written exactly like Mr. McMahon would give it. Yep. And you're just like, come on, man. As, just like, we know what it is. As the just third man, we're actually be third woman. It's going to be China is in the match. Bum, bum, Triple bum. H lasts it off and says, uh, don't put China in that spot. She's just a girl and, you know, just a woman. Uh, and China grabs the mic and says, sure, take that opportunity. So our new main event for the number one contendership, Triple H, The Undertaker, and China. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Uh, we see it. We come back from commercial and we cut backstage with Triple H and China arguing. Uh, Triple H saying it was just a figure speech. Uh, so our next match for the WWF Tag Team Championships, the Acolytes versus Kane and X-Pac. Kane and X-Pac come out. The debut. The debut of that Kane's music starts, and then once the pyro goes off, you hear Break It Down. I cannot believe it took this long and to I debut got, that. I love it. It's I one love of my it. favorite things. I already have a problem. What? Kane was like, oh. what, do they just jam their music together? I was like, bitch, they literally did this during the corporate ministry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They combined Vince and Taker's music. For months. Commentary doesn't know what to do about the promo, the the, the music. Okay, I I can tell you for a fact that 19-year-old Corey Mack spent so much time on LimeWire finding a good edit of this theme song. Me too. Me too. Download. Forever. (laughs) But I got it. I I was all for it too. I love the mix of Kane and DX that I was also like you, Corey, being the fact of I'm searching up and down for LimeWire for this mix. I knew it happened, but I had kind of forgotten about it until I heard it. I was like, oh, it's fucking awesome. I love it. Uh, they also then mix the pyro in that the Xbox does the crop chops, and on the last one, Kane hits the new It power. is so badass. Yeah. What a great tag team. This man. is one of my favorite tag teams of that era. Yeah. Maybe uh, my favorite outside of the Outsiders. Yeah. But it's, I love this team. Oh, it's a... It's, that's such a beautiful classic, Big Small. Yeah, I love Big Small. God, they man. work well together. And Kane can fucking go. Kane's the hot so tag. So it's not for... like a slow big guy. <laughs> Kane's the hot tag from hell. Check it out. <laughs> and then X Pac does the work. Are you kidding me? Dude. You know, I love that. Um, Bradshaw. The other team, not bad, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Other team, not bad. Uh, Bradshaw destroys X Pac with a big boot. Uh, Fruit goes to the Dominator on X-Pac, but X-Pac falls for, over him and hits the X-Factor for the win. So you new WWF Tag Team Champions, Kane and X-Pac. The crowd is molten. Yep. Uh, Road Dog runs down to celebrate. Um, X-Pac says that Kane has two words for them, and he used to use his voice amplifier. And Kane uh, doesn't X-Pac do X-Pac rips it off. He goes, hey, you don't need this crap anymore, man. Do it without it. You got this. Kane's got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs> and watching it, watching this go around, being a kid at the time, mm-hmm. you can now look at it and go, oh, so he wasn't really using the amplifier at all. He goes, like, <laughs> suck it. I'm like, oh, I could just do that Kane voice right now. 
My only issue with it is I think it's a Corey Mack issue. Why did they drop the belts in the first place? Though? Why not just continue to have them have the belts? There was no need for it. You know, I, you're not wrong. Two you weeks later, they got it back. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it, I th- we're in that time frame, but I think it's because of the fact that you... Swerve, bro. Swerve, bro. You put the titles on some, the other, you know, on the Hardys and have them feud with the Xbox to help keep continue building the tag team division while you're doing the Battle of DX, but you don't want to have the tag titles for them because most but, wrestling fans be like, well, why aren't you putting the titles on the line when you're facing Billy in China? You could have just made a triple threat, though. It could have just been Xbox, Kane, and, and Road Dog for the rights to DX. With, like, the outfit that way, and have the tag titles also be on the line at the same time. Like, it, it could have done it, yeah. Um, it was weird. They're molten over. Yeah, I mean, and the right team has them again. But. I love the storyline of X-Pac being the good friend that's humanizing Kane. Mm-hmm. After all, the his brother has stabbed him in the back. His dad has stabbed him in the back. The women, the corporation, They're everybody just, has stabbed him in the back. And X Pac is like, no man, I'm it's just a legit. life of being shit on. It's like, no, yeah. I got this. They're they're doing the thing of character building for Kane, even though it's tiny at the time. But still, when we first met Kane, he's just Undertaker's brother who was burnt, who's a you know a freak of nature. Now it's well, there's the backstory. There's this. Why should we care about him? And they're continuously doing that now. If only they would have stopped right about here. <laughs> yeah. This, speaking of stopping right now, let's do some GTV. Ugh. As it's Billy Gunn getting massaged and he wants his ass all oiled up. So that happened. So let's go to our next What's match. What's with the gloves? Oh, I'm not worthy of touching your, your magnificent ass. Oh, that sounds right. That's about right. God, let's go to our next match. as Joey Abs and Steve Blackman versus Test and Ken Shamrock. I was weirdly so hyped for this match. Shane McMahon joins commentary. Then I was out. <laughs> you don't want the older brother from Wonder Years? Dude. Jay, uh, Hervey? Shane, again, you know what? Like Val, I remember liking Shane on commentary. He's terrible. I yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, hate yeah, him on commentary. Yeah. So bad. God, um, he's terrible. Uh, Rodney got a separated shoulder and a broken arm from Tess Attack last week. The bell rings, and then uh, Shane instantly leaves commentary and attacks Test to get help, Sounds right. and then gets back on commentary. <laughs> Abs and uh, Test battle in the ring while Blackman and, and uh, Shamrock fight on the outside the entire match. Shamrock grabs a kendo stick from Blackman and hits uh, Blackman with it. Shane has a chair and goes to take a swing at Bla- uh, Shamrock, <laughs> but Shamrock then baseball swings... Well, th- murders nine people <laughs> with the kendo <laughs> stick. Fuck. And I, I gotta say, I love this part, because he kendo sticks the chair... Forcing Shane to throw the chair and it perfectly slides into the ring. It was well done. It was I'll, well done. I'll give him that. Yeah. It was cheesy, but it was also like that baseball swing, and then Shane, Shane also, goes like, "Whoops!" And it's like, "Go oh. fuck!" I'm holding Captain America's shield. Shamrock's not swinging a fucking stick at me. <laughs> nope. Nope. Fuck nope. that. Nope. Because <laughs> that bitch will just hit you on purpose. It's funny. He'll <laughs> go through the shield. Yeah. <laughs> fuck man. <laughs> uh, Tess hits the pump handle slam for the win Ooh, after the match. Tess puts Ab's ankle in the chair and stomps on it twice. Uh, he jumps off the turnbuckle twice. Another guy that I think in this era they could have done a lot more with. Test was oh, over, and he was... Ke- Vince McMahon loved Kevin Nash yep. for his size, his look, mm-hmm. his demeanor, everything. Spent the last 30 years trying to find him again. Nash leaves... Test is dropped into their lap. So he's not quite as tall. He's not quite as... But he's younger and faster. 
He's got more mobility. Like, he is a poor man's Kevin Nash. It's not really a slight to him because there's not. I mean, Kevin Nash is kind of one of a kind. It's you know, it is what it is. He but, had something. He had something, man. And you could have done so much more with him. But 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 uh, I need the push. Uh, the game. Yes, sir. Uh, let's go uh, backstage with Mr. Ass running to backstage hands showing off his ass because he got poison ivy on it. What's with my ass? Why is it all red? You can't touch my ass. Oh, yeah. my God. What are we doing? Uh, we get a promo backstage with Cole with Tess, and Cole uh, says, "What you've gone through the posse. What do you want to do now? And Tess wants Shane. Uh, then we cut to Steve. Uh, Dumbass question, Michael Cole. He fucking told you a month ago what yeah. he wanted. Then we go back. <laughs> then we cut to Steve Blackman with the rooster. Uh, Blackman will step into a Shamrock's world, the Lions Den, but he wants to make it into his own world. So he wants weapons surrounding the den. <laughs> Me thinks of WCW uncensored this match. <laughs> yep. There's a VCR. Yeah. <laughs> well, we go back to the ring as here comes the Rock. Finally. I don't remember it being this late in the show. I don't either. He calls out the big show. I could have swore it was 9 o'clock. The countdown to the millennium clock comes on the Titantron, and it starts off with 16 seconds. I saw this live. Yeah. And this brought back all the goosebumps that I had then. I think I saw this live. I think I did, too. No, I 100% saw this live. I think I saw this live. Me and my friends kind of knew. What? I mean, we hadn't heard for sure. But we deductive reasoning. It's obviously a new person. Yep. There was really only one it could have been. Yeah. So. And as uh, kudos, before Joe says the name, uh, to them not showing a fucking sign the whole night. Right. Because the they're there. They're there. But Holy they, God. They, they masterfully did a great <laughs> job not showing signs. The countdown ends. And then you hear, break the walls down. It's not the original music. No, though. it's not. No. And it pisses me off. But yeah. I have it on Spotify. Because I was ready for it. I was like. No, this isn't it. And because the, you know why? Because the original one, and they purposely don't have his name in it. Because yeah. you know, they say his name in the original one, but it's not here. So yeah. you just have the music playing, and all of a sudden Jericho, Jericho shows up on the Titantron, and Chicago fucking they lost erupts. it. Yep. Chris Jericho. If uh, anybody listening has not read his first book, it's fantastic. He talks about that moment and just like. Waiting in the back, giving the fist bump to the rock to do this, and fuck, man. He said he was so fucking nervous. Most of the boys didn't know he was there. And he's I, a WCW guy, so. Stephanie yeah. walked him like in and like around the locker room so nobody would see him except for the rock. It was so good. Man. Uh, Jericho comes out and welcomes everybody to Raw is Jericho. Before you get into the promo, can I ask another question? Yes. If you're Eric Bischoff yeah. and you're watching this, what are you thinking right now? Because you didn't value him to be anything more than a cruiserweight. And on the biggest show with the biggest star in the ring, he gets that pop from the crowd who, for the most part, weren't told he was going to be there. No. Um, and he comes off as such a superstar. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's egg on the face for sure. Uh, it's probably... <laughs> I mean, it's epic foreshadowing for a few months from later, but um, you got to feel like it's the same with, not necessarily with Boston, but they've used him better than they did mm, Ray yeah. Trailer, the big show. It's, it's but a, this one was a no-brainer. It's another in a long line of people they fucking misused. This one was 
It was so obvious late in 98 you had something. It was slapping you in the face. The crowds were telling you this is the dude. Build him up. And they did to the TV title picture. And that's it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like... He never got higher than Dean Malenko. Such vindication on his part. This had to be the eruption. Oh, I bet. The, The fact that, according to the crowd, he can go... I'm a star. One on one with the rock, like yeah. in just the and verbally, it, you know, if nothing else, so. yeah. And it's like the fact of this that they debut Chris Jericho with the rock, okay. And so, normally, I guess Val Venus. it would be Val Venus or you know, Gilbert of all people, yeah. you know, what I mean, like they would have done something to be like, let's we're gonna elevate this new guy already. Unfortunately, history will show us in about four months. They didn't learn from their mistake. Uh, Jericho says that he came here to save the WWF. It's a snooze fest. It's boring. Terrible ratings. TV ratings, downhill, spiral, pay-per-view, buy rates, bad pop culture. No one knows of this. Audience reaction, none. Can I tell you something? Yeah. And I get the feeling you're about to say the same thing. Watching this this past week, I Mm -hmm. was like, my God, he could be cutting this promo today. And it would actually be true instead of a heel being bombastic. Uh, not that. I was actually thinking he's literally just... And I didn't catch it back then. Um, Talk about WCW. It's just, he's just reading WCW. Yeah. It's just... It's a dig. So... It's a dig at WCW. It's a dig at the guys who didn't value him. Yep. Because it's a dig at them, but at the same time, like it's clearly making him a dumbass heel. He's, people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, good. Yeah, I, I love this promo. Because I'll be honest, I've never... I've seen it. I don't, I, re- I don't remember it, but I don't know what he said. I you know almost what I mean? knew it verbatim. Oh, yeah. I, I had this thing memorized when I was um, Shout out to fucking Gerwitz for this whole fucking segment, dude. Yeah. No, massively done. Yeah. Uh, he says... He says... Gerwitz. Jericho says that he is WWF's Y2J problem. Uh, I, uh, just the Rock's response is... Uh, before, you, before you get to Rock. Yeah. The one thing that I don't remember, um, just because I haven't watched it in forever, mm-hmm. was because Y2J is so different yeah. from Jericho and WCW, but this was very much Chris Jericho WCW. Yeah. I mean, this was this was just taking him from Nitro and putting him on Raw, which yeah. I thought was so unique because I don't remember it. This was how we had talked about before. If you could put Scott Steiner in the middle of the ad, this is literally just this them doing it. this. This is, doing this is taking this the is, character that is beautiful and just dropping it on a better show. This is very much Lionheart Chris Jericho yeah. cutting this promo. Rock's just standing there being pissed off because you're interrupting After Rock After three Stein. boring minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even introduce yourself. What is your name? I already told you my name. Is it it doesn't, doesn't matter what your name is. And then him like pouting, crying. Oh yeah. my god! Rock, uh, you talk of the Y two J problem, but the Rock has the K Y jelly problem. Adam King's like, you know the JR? Yeah, you do. Rock has the K Y jelly plan for Jericho. He's going to stick his foot up Jericho's candy ass, and Jericho like bubbling and. You couldn't have done a better job. He played magnificently off the rock. Yep. He cut a hell of a promo. The crowd made you know he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting some kudos to the rock here. Uh, he's the rock at this point, man. He could have been like, you get like a minute on the rock. And he let him go for three minutes. He didn't interrupt him once. He didn't say anything. The camera only cut back a couple of times to get reaction shots, but 
I think he let him go, man. And if you read the book, or no, or if you read yeah. anything about Jer- uh, Rock, they're friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. they weren't. I mean, but I think the Rock saw something. I think so too. Right off the bat, it was like, what? When you're gonna, you're letting him go. in, yeah, you know, yeah, he's not stupid. What have we talked about? Uh, what better way to make a <laughs> to start? <laughs> yeah, who would? What a way to start the uh, okay? Yeah, <laughs> um, there's a boxing match in the middle of the NFL holy game. Yeah. Shit. That's uh, twice today. Yeah, um, yeah it's, we talked about that's how you build a star. You go against stars. You, and Rock got it. Yeah. And um, say what you want about him. Rock uh, at least has the rep and watching back. Always had the rep of being one of the, of the bigger stars that was more apt to get that and be like. Probably because he grew up in the business. Yeah. He knows um, the business. By this point, Austin would have given him three minutes. Fuck no. Nobody what? in WCW would have given him three minutes. Triple H sure as fuck wouldn't have given him thirty three minutes. Um, but what? But what a what a segment, you know what I mean? Oh, like great. just the, the fact of the Rock. Who knows? Maybe the Rock went against. You know, we don't know if he went against the uh, promo. You know what I mean? Like instead of let me stop you right there, you Rudy Poo. You know what I mean? Like he just let him talk, and then it's like then he does his. All Rock does is for What's three for three boring minutes. You bored me, and you didn't even say your name. Because he's smart. Because he could have cut him off, mm-hmm. and yeah, it would have been your typical promo. It would have been as great. But this way, you made the new star. Plus, he gets his licks in. He, he still, still, he still he wins still, in the end. Yeah, he's the rock. Uh, I can definitively tell you. So at this point, I was mostly just watching WWF. I was. You were the majority, I, my friend. I never went back to WCW after this promo. Never? No. Wow. I there's gonna be a lot of new stuff for you. I know stuff that happens, but I never went back to watching it weekly. This it ended right here for me. You know what's funny is you say that a lot of fans have said over the years that Jericho debuting on Raw was the moment they completely turned off WCW. And I am one of those fans. Um, not to say that he was the sole reason, no. but the fact that you would let one of those, let that guy go, was like, oh, what like, are we even doing? I want to watch more of the guy with a thousand and four holds. Like, yeah. that's fucking yeah. awesome. I want to watch that. Yeah. I don't want to watch Rodman and Savage. Like, what the fuck is this? A so, lot of people were like that, but you know, yeah. Uh, we go backstage with the big shot, Hardcore Holly, as he's looking for the big show. <laughs> Tell the big show I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm every fucking door. Big Show in here? No, Tell him the Big, big Show's looking, looking for him. I love this. And this is the best part. It happens again later on because they, they do the SummerSlam promo. He's like going through every door in the and fucking then, And then, then, then we go from the promo back to Hardcore Holly. You've seen the Big Show? No? Tell him the Big Show's looking for him. You know Next what? door. You know the one thing I wish they would have done? I wish they would have had him walking into the men's room. Is the Big Show in here? <laughs> Tell him the Big Show's looking yeah. for him. Uh, then we get to see. Oh, then we see fuck. China getting ready. Uh, then our next match in a non-title hardcore rules match. Uh, Big Boss Man versus the Road Dog. That makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> the, the match goes for a bit. They hit each other with chairs and stuff. Boss Man puts Road Dog through a table. Al Snow then runs down and hits Big Boss Man with a dog carrier, which is supposed to they, have they the dog. In? The dog was in the cage, which I was horrified. Yeah. I was like, the door flew. That carrier door so, flew. I'm like, that dog has been scrambled to death if he was in that fucking yeah. cage. Well, I mean, check that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah, that, I was like, fuck, dude. 
Back, oh. we go. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, backstage, we see the Rock and Big Show Can heading you to the ring today. If no, he gets with a oh fucking dog in the carrier. The closest thing we've got was Rowan with his big ass spider uh, crap. Oh, yeah. Uh, so our next match is. Well, first we know Stone Cold Die Compromo. Of course. Uh, our next match is the Rock versus the Big Show. I forgot this match still happened. To on be honest TV. With you. On Raw. I thought the promo was just it. No, yeah. He was looking for Big Show, but never found him, okay? Uh, back and forth match between the two. Hall, the Big Shot comes down and gets on the apron. Big Show headbutts him off. Then out of, out of nowhere, Jericho comes in, punches The Rock, and runs off as The Rock was trying to do the people's elbow. That I do not remember at all. At all. I thought I, he was I done. I was like, what? Okay, yeah. I, I, I can say this. I remember this, and I was so pissed off at the time. Because that he broke up the people's elbow? That he broke up the people's elbow. Had no recollection of nuclear heat, brother. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. The uh, 12-year-old in me was like... What, what? You had a 12-year-old inside you? Oh, wait, hang on. No, 11. Uh, that doesn't make it better, buddy. I was 11. Oh, okay. Um, the 11-year-old, I was so pissed because I'm like, why did this, why did this WCW guy just come and attack The Rock? Which is the exact reaction they wanted. And that's what they got from the 11-year-old. So good. Fortunately, yeah. they also got that reaction from the locker room. Yep. yep. So, yep. you know, there's an issue. Uh, then well, Billy Gunn comes. Hard heat. <laughs> uh, Billy Gunn then comes down and attacks the rocket. Some of the jackhammer. I honestly thought he was going to moon him because of the poison ivy on his ass. I'm a red-ass man. Dun, dun. I like to itch it. I love to pick it. All right. Let's go to our main event for a triple threat match for the number one contendership. Triple H versus China versus The Undertaker with Jesse Ventura on commentary. Now, this part I didn't mind because he was back doing what he's really right. good at. And I found him to be good. Yeah, he's yeah. entertaining here. Uh, Undertaker punches China over the top rope and she goes to the floor and she's gone for Rubble spot. a good spot. Yeah, she's sleeping. And you know what I liked about it? He was exactly what he used to be. I, my, the reason he's my favorite color guy. Even over Heenan? Even over Heenan, very little. Um, I love Heenan, but Jesse's my favorite because he had the unique ability to still be the heel, but be uh, open-minded and fair. Like he, like the at times Lawler would try to be the overly heel, and he'd be like, "Well, not necessarily Lawler. Uh, This guy could win, or this person could win. It doesn't matter either way." Like he was still like about it being fair, but still a heel, and he was always good at that. Yeah. Undertaker goes for a choke slam on Triple H, but China low blows him. China then forearms Triple H and low blows him. Undertaker gets up and then choke slams China, but sets her down so, so gently. And I think the crowd booed because yeah. of how like yeah. he literally like picked I her up. I was disappointed. Oh, I was too. He picked <laughs> her up. Take the bump. She, he picked her up and then like set her down like a baby. Hand underneath Under, her back. Yep. <laughs> all the way down. God damn. Uh, Triple H checks on her. Like Scott Hutz took a bigger bump. <laughs> right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Triple H goes and checks on her and then says, okay, I'm going to pin her for this. And then attempts to pin, but Undertaker breaks up, breaks it up. They cut backstage, and here comes Stone Cold, looking like a cinder block did not hit him. And he grabs a chair. Undertaker comes down and down to the ring and blasts Triple H with the chair. Tr- Stone Cold did not go to the Hulk Hogan school of chair throw. Nope. nope. Fuck. As uh, he blasts Triple H with the chair... Puts China on top of Triple H as the special guest referee, uh, Shawn Michaels, makes the pin. So, your new number one contender at SummerSlam is China. Do you guys remember that? Nope. Nope. Oh, really? Okay. That's a bold move. So now it's tentatively, tentatively Stone Cold versus China. I'm going to no-sell that. <laughs> SummerSlam. 
so that's how they can uh so the so that what we were saying earlier about how he can't <laughs> wrestle. So yeah. not put, gonna you, uh, you know you're decisively in the lead. We're like, yeah, we just like China the number yeah. one Fuck it. What are they gonna do? <laughs> Yikes. Take her. <laughs> Take her. You know how we know WWE's business is in the toilet? How? I'm putting China in the main event of SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. So after it's both shows. In the raw. Whew. Which one was the better show? A raw. I will I will say this. But Nitro was good. Any other week, I would go Nitro. But this was an exceptionally good Raw with quite a few memorable moments mm-hmm. that you can't go against it. But Raw, like you said, or Nitro, was, was strong. Raw and was a good Nitro. So much better Raw, this week. R- yeah. we've, we've been talking about on, on the show, Raw's been good the past couple oh, weeks. Oh, Raw's been fine. Yeah. Nitro... And I thought Nitro's been good-ish. Mm. But this one was strong. And if, Jer- if Jericho doesn't debut and that segment doesn't happen, I would probably give it to Nitro. But I still might go Raw, but it'd be a lot closer. It'd be yeah, close. Sure. But that puts it so far on top. You can't go against Raw on this yeah. one. You just you can't. So let's see how the ratings would do. So last week, let's go last week, WCW got 3.1, and Raw got a 5.9 coming from like a 7 point. They dropped off huge. Yeah, they dropped off huge. This week, WCW stayed at the 3.1. That's their base, man. WWF, 6.4. Yep. There was a lot of intrigue over what the Millennium thing was about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And to be fair... You got to think about it in 1999. Let's not discount the fact that people knew Jesse the Body Ventura was going to be on Raw. I probably helped for sure. Yeah. No, he he was still uh, because you know, he'd just become governor in November of '98. Yeah. So there was still a lot of buzz around him. So I'm sure the that governor. that helped too. So let's move on. Let's go to the award show time. Let's start off with uh, best match. I was the Nitro main event. Yeah, that's yeah. Nitro, yeah. The six match. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's that match. was uh, it's like Corey. Uh, it's not the best worked match, but atmosphere makes a difference, mm-hmm. and uh, that crowd was molten for that match. And the only one that was close was the uh, K and X Pac match, the tag match. Yep, that was my runner up. Same, same. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst match. Uh, Road Dog and Boss Man. It was fucking dumb. Val Venus and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I was going to do Venus and Jarrett. Yeah. Isn't it weird that WCW has been not great for the better part of six months? Mm-hmm. But almost every week, all three of us, if we don't pick the same Raw match, we each pick a different Raw match as the worst of the week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isn't it weird? You'd think WCW would be racking up that one. It's so crazy. Like, you know, it's one of those things of maybe, it, like, I could say, like, here's the thing, like, most times we'd be like, oh, we can, we could have done, example, Vampiro and ICP versus the Ragtag 3 of... LaRue, I That wasn't even close to my worst match. But no, yeah. but no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying we could have done that normal, normally. But the thing was, with Dose W, the Big Wiggles, super hot. ICP and <sighs> the Team Deadpool good. Were, were, uh, Team Deadpool's over and good. And it's energy, entertaining to watch people so bad that it's like, what and, the hell's going I on? Had two, I yeah. had at least two other Nitro matches that were worse than that. Oh, yeah. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, that's just my example. Uh, so we did... Uh, Best match. Uh, so, guys, who's your MVP? Jericho. Oh, it's Jericho. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's you. Uh, is there a is there a better debut? No, at the time, no. That's what made it so. Outside memorable. of 
Like since Hall. There hasn't been a, I mean, obviously a better one. I was just saying, WWF, this is the greatest debut of all time at that point. Um, there have been some memorable debuts. What's Actually, close to that? Um, you'd have to go way back to the 80s. But nothing since then, right? No, I, that's the thing is, even with Big Show Because even AJ's wasn't that, that I mean, like, no. like AJ's wasn't as memorable as Yeah, he just showed up. No, Jericho's, I think, is the greatest debut of all time. Even it's, to this day, I think. Right? It was hidden. You know what I mean? It was, it was just Scott hidden. Scott Hall is the one to me that's closest. Scott Hall is the one that's closest, um, and it's probably more far-reaching in terms of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this was just done so fucking well, and he nailed it and became a superstar. If I had to give runner-ups to MVP, because this was a strong week, yeah. uh, Rock yeah. would be my runner-up. And Hogan. <sighs> uh, Hogan. Red and yellow, brother. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Uh, who is your guys' motive? Although real quick, I would do I do want to give a, a special shout out okay. for MVP to Chris Benoit. Fuck David Flair. <laughs> <laughs> there, Flair. There it is. Uh, David Flair is my uh, uh, motive. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Just, Rodman. Rodman. That's a good one me. too, yeah. dude, man. It's like, one of those things I t- I tell I, t- I tell Zen when I'm like, why do we give Rodman the mic? It's it's a train wreck. You shouldn't. No. Which I. At this point, I actually think it's on purpose. I think because so. they know it's going to be a little controversial, I, and they I, want. I think at this point, Bischoff is like, "They're going to yell at me, whatever. I don't I, care." I'm. You're probably right there. I'm also thinking this is the first year he's on his own on a program. He yeah. always had Hogan to cut the promos the last couple of years. Yeah, that makes a difference. And well, now we see why. Because <laughs> yeah. my God, uh, Corey. Yeah. WTF? We just talked about it. Uh, we, this is 21 years ago. We still can't think of a better debut in the business than Y2J right here. So you said going back ways. What would you put in, like, in that class? Going back before all Hogan that? debuting in, uh, on January 84 in WF as Backlund's surprise partner. Never, I've never kick, even seen it. Because it kicks off literally. It's, it's their Saturday morning championship mm-hmm. wrestling show. And he, Backlund had just lost the title to Sheik. He needed uh, someone to watch his back against the Samoans. So the crowd knew who Hogan was then when he showed oh, up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because Rocky Three and all that, and he, okay. was, he was wild in, in AWA. So Backlund goes to the back and comes back out with Hulk Hogan in his corner. And the, yeah, it's a small arena because it was, a, but the place goes eruption. Was it the Allstate Arena? <laughs> no, place goes crazy, and then you see what it led to. Yeah. So that's a memorable one. Um, and that's really the one that pops to my head. Like Jesus, that was uh, huge. Flair in WWF. Flair in WWF. They did it unique because they couldn't put him on TV yet, so Bobby yeah. had the big gold belt and knocked on Hogan's door and issued a challenge on behalf of the real world's champion, and the door shoves in his face because he couldn't even say the name Ric Flair. So it was, it was... That one was cool because you were like, is Ric Flair coming here? They couldn't mm-hmm. say it, but they... I mean, he had the belt. Yeah. Fucking Bobby Heenan had the belt on WF TV. Did it and say Ric Flair in the nameplate? It did. That's fucking it fantastic. World, it was the big gold belt that's that said World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. So amazing. And he would be like, the real world champion is here. Woo! And Gorilla would be like, will you stop it? What are you talking that's about, real world Fantastic. Champion? So that one was great, too. Um, uh, but Jericho, man. Like, I don't, Jericho's the GOAT. Because Aston, it was the brother love show, and Ted yeah, DiBiase brings him out terrible. as the new million-dollar champion. It's terrible. It means nothing. The Rocks was a nondescript ta- match in Survivor Series. Yeah, so yeah, Jericho's the the best debut of all. I'm, some people would say Takers, but he was just DiBiase's mystery opponent, po- uh, partner on a Survivor yeah. Series team. I don't count. That's that. that's nothing. Maybe Kane, Hell in a Cell. Kane, Kane would be up there. Up there. Kane's would be up there because you WWF at the time were promising Kane, but you mm-hmm. never know when. But now current day wrestling, 
You might be debuting at this pay-per-view coming up. Then So I would would put Kane number three behind Hogan debuting in 84 and and Jericho Jericho in 99. Man. Uh, Uh, Corey's. It's Jericho. That's the greatest debut in the history of wrestling. (laughs) It's just hard to beat that. I I will agree with you guys, but I, I will also give some... I'll give credit to WWF having the fact that first, you don't tell the boys, besides The Rock. Two, you don't sign Seek before the debut. Like, right after the debut, right after the debut, there was like 10 Jericho I wonder if signs. they told them, like, hey, can you not... Usually they sign. just take them from them. So, that's not usually not their style to yeah. be like, hey, can you... Uh, it's more like, we're taking these. So. I like not telling the boys, but at the same time... I like working the back, boys like this, not this how back, they've done it. Like but, the Montreal Screwdrop, that's but terrible. This backfired for Jericho. Yeah, he got so much uh, heat. Maybe not for the company, but Jericho, yeah. this was a terrible move on their part because all of a sudden all those guys were like, so this WCW asshole's here to take our spot? Mm-hmm. And you don't even tell us? And it just produced yep. molten heat. Yep. Well, this brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories. We're going into Road Wild. And then next week, it's SummerSlam 1999. An (laughs) out-of-body experience is the tagline. No. Awesome. Hard pass. Hey, the main event will be for the title. (coughs) All right. Yay? Yay. Uh, You can find our podcast and words at nosoentertainment.com. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are out of time. Mm-hmm.